This is Jay Gonzo, creator of La Mano del Destino, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Sounds like an old movie. What's up with that? It was, right? It was like it stuck in my throat. Mama Cass with the bologna sandwich. That ain't funny. Big woman. Yeah, it's true. Mama Cass be a big woman. She's thick. She's so right, Yeah, good voice. Way to start the show with the moment. Seriously. Keep it up, Mama Cass. Oh, uh, Dan, Dan Poo took a uh, page out of Vince's book. Huh? He, he took my book. He, he took he took your book and wrote all over it. He uh, he used a he used the the second chapter of the Emerald Twilight storyline with 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 Hal and all the rings and changed the. Oh, uh, I know that was cute. To say happy birthday, Dave. Yeah, with, oh, that was lame on my part. I just wanted to get something out. Oh, it was great. It was, great. Uh, it was a rush job, but whatever. You put it out there, yeah, it exists, right? He'd be tweaking his nipples while he's saying that. Happy birthday Happy birthday Mr. Dappadin. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. F all, y'all. I'm doing the whole song. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yes, sir. Good birthday. Look at that. Is this, it's weird. Like the birthdays are aligning this year. Yeah. Yeah. And your anniversary did. Did it? Because we, 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 we recorded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So your anniversary did. And your, your birthday's in sure. December. So do you know if that falls on a Wednesday this year? I don't know, dog. I don't know. Hold on. You would think he would have had that plotted out being Jason. Right? <laughs> nah, dude. The older you get, the, I, I just let the birthday happen. Just, it just washes upon me. Yeah, because you're ancient. Dude, no, we all, it's, I it's on a Saturday. Party. It's on a all Saturday. Right, there you go. So, yeah. So, we'll record Saturday. This Word. Uh, yeah. cheating. It is cheating. We don't cheat. That shit's cheating. We don't. We don't. We don't. Nobody's calling this. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, that's all the way in the back of the room. So, don't be shitting on me. I can't control that. Hey, everybody. One thing we can control is that this is 11 o'clock. It'll be 11 o'clock comics, episode 385, 15 to go to another milestone. They're all milestones. And I am Vince B. You are. Tonight is specifically a milestone. But yes, you, you are Vince B. I am, uh, I'm David A. Price. Yes, you are. And I am Joe Sinnott. Ah, <laughs> if you were Joe Sinnott, I'd be licking you. Seriously. See, <laughs> you make everybody look good. Oh. No, you're not Joe Sinnott. Jolt. You're Jason Wood, everybody, in the house. What and there will, there will be no embellishing necessary for you to, for you to get inexpensive <laughs> comics. This episode's going. All you gotta do All you is got slide do. on over to discount. That was like comic the R. Kelly service. rendition of the promo. All you gotta do. Somebody's hey, all fired hey. the frig up this week, boy. All you gotta do is go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and get them very inexpensively. Mm-hmm. The uh, monthly specials, they are up. And among the many massive discounts you will receive, should you decide to use DCBService.com, and why wouldn't you? From Z2 Comics, this is intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's called Carver. 
Paris story number one. Um, the writer artist is Chris Hunt, but supposedly Mr. Paul Pope is involved in this in some capacity. It has a little bit of an Alex Toth kind of torpedo feel. Just looking at the cover. Not, not, not the line, just the whole storyline here. Um, after an absence of five years, globe-trotting and notorious gentleman of fortune, Francis Carver, returns to Paris in 1923. He's come back for a reason. He's got to bring the girl home. The underbility of the city. It looks pretty cool. And the cover price is $3.99, but, dun, 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 should you decide to use DCBService.com, you can get it for 45% off. $2.19. Now, it's the epic ending you never saw coming because <laughs> you, 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 even you back in the cheap seats demanded it. It's the Dark Knight 3 Master Race, number one of eight. See, wait, no. Wait, no, right, no, no, no. Right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Masterminded by Frank Miller with minimal contributions <laughs> from Brian Azzarello, hey. Andy Kubert, and Klaus Janssen. Yeah. Now get get this. Mm. You have two flavors to choose from here. The regular issue, which will have the tipped in little tiny comic in addition to the regular whatever thirty two page comic, is five ninety nine cover price. Your price, two dollars and ninety nine cents, fifty percent off. But the um collector's edition, I just learned this today as I was doing my little notes for the show. It's supposedly hardcover. Yes. They say they say paper uh wrapped board, which in my book means hardcover. Um it's twelve ninety nine for the hardcover, which reprints the smaller size comic, the same size as the framing story. Mm-hmm. Twelve ninety nine cover price, you can get it for six dollars and forty nine cents. That's half off. I, I ordered both. I couldn't pick. Well, couldn't choose, could so I, I ordered both. Right? Cover artist on the uh, the uh, deluxe edition is Jim Lee. What's up with that? Yeah, I was I was putting shade on that this week. Oh my what? goodness! You had something to say, Mr. Price? Being your birthday and all. Well, first of all, the, speak. Whole, the 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 sketch cover and how that that seems to be getting. Oh my god, that's awesome! I can't believe it. it it's it's neat that first of all, because Jim Lee has has such a, a history with the Dark Knight series, but you have you have this guy. Doing a sketch so many cover, qualifications. and so many. and but yet, if if say another publisher that used to be down the street from them instead of on the other side of the country, if if they were pulling something like this, the shade that Jason was giving this particular incentive, I can only imagine how many folks would be coming out of the woodwork complaining that oh they're taking advantage of younger talent or oh my god they don't need the, to 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 do this to to try to generate sales it is just it it's interesting to see the um wait 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 so you got to be part of the dark knight club in order to work on this thing okay there is no dark knight club it's fucking frank miller frank, there, there is to you it's no frank miller no. is and I, and who and klaus and lynn right so, so therefore anyone who ever person. works anyone who ever works on dark knight has to be in that group or it's it's over the lines. It's, uh-uh. It's, okay. And the other thing is, ah! because you demanded it. Who the fuck demanded it? Who demanded a conclusion to something that... I did. Uh, oh, show me. Show me in any of the years we've known each other that you've ever said, man, this would be awesome if there was a third chapter. I don't tell you everything. Oh, I, yeah. Many, nobody many would tell letters. Me and nobody would say anything. Yeah, because you know... <laughs> I called Frank last week. I said, Frank, 
<laughs> I'm glad you took my advice, buddy, and decided to, to, to tell so you me. So you just look for Frank Miller in a Scranton phone book and the Dunmore phone no, book, no, and you're like, he, hey, calling me. He's been telling me this story for yeah. years, and I said, you got to make it a reality, bud. Oh, I need a little bit of help. I know, I know, you're getting up there in age. Get Azarello; he'll do it for cheap. Whatever. <laughs> and from the mighty Dark Horse, it's the EC Archives Panic Hardcover Volume One. Basil Wolverton, Al Feldstein, and various Carter Price. You gotta get this. Joe Orlando, Jack Kamen, Wally Wood, Bill Elder, Jack Davis. Come on. Cover price is $49.99. Your price as a DCBS Elite, $24.99. That's 50% off. Be smart. Go to DCBService.com and don't pay a lot for your comics. And once you've amassed all these comics, because you'll be able to order more because you're getting them for less. Organize those things. I ha- I cannot tell you how many times I've bought, uh, shut up, I've bought a comic more than once because I didn't have my collection organized. But since uh, I've been on the comic base uh, bandwagon, I don't have that problem because everything's in there. If you would like to sa- save 15% on any flavor of comic base you choose, use this code, comicbase11. 15% off. It's true. It's an amazing application. It's true. Go, go there and, you know, be organized for once in your life. You'll know how much you have to the, to the number, to the single comic. You'll know how many, exactly how many comics you have. You know what they're worth and you can break it down. Do it. Comicbase.com. Go there. All right. Word. Happy birthday, Mr. Price. For reals. Oh, thanks. Guys. 25 years young today. Aww. A pup. I can cry. Half my half my age. How old are you anyway? Forty three. Okay. I haven't been keeping track. Mm-hmm. Well, more importantly, how many proof is whatever you're drinking tonight? Uh there's there's probably if I add up all the proof, uh I should do that. I, I kinda should. Um well it's I decided to take out the old ball mason jar. So this is Mario approved. Uh, and I'm having my, um, whiskey in a jar, whiskey three way or whiskey triple play, whatever anybody calls it. When you put, um, a scotch, a rye and a whiskey, equal parts of each mm-hmm. in, in a glass or in a jar. And, and that's what I'm having. So I have, I'm having the redemption rye. I'm having some good old, not so smooth Jack Daniels Tennessee mm-hmm. Sour Mash Whiskey and some Johnny Walker Red Blended Scotch. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. I would I would sing you a couple of uh, lines from Whiskey in the Jarro, but I could not do justice to it like the uh, late great Phil Lynott, so I'll just say Whiskey in the Jarro. I like it. You don't like Thin Lizzy? Who doesn't like Thin Lizzy? <laughs> I didn't say that. Is there is there anybody out there? <laughs> I don't think so. Even Jason, who has no taste at all in music. Wait, likes- what? <laughs> I, love, I love that ride back from the con last year, but we're just... Shit, like, what is this stuff he's playing? Is this music or, like, a, an early warning system? What are you listening to? We're almost... We're almost oh, because he kept repeating? As, as oh, the- yeah, well, that's because my, my phone was... yeah, that, But that wasn't because it was bad music. It's because we couldn't get it to change songs. No, it was actually repeating ACDC, which was very cool. Yeah. 
It, it was the Oasis. Well, you'll be happy to know it's fixed for this year. I, uh, my God. BMW, when I got my car service, they have a new update, so they actually have Spotify as an app built into BMW now. So when I plug my oh. phone in, bam, all my Spotify pulls right up. Look at you. Yup. The, the percentage of alcohol in the thing I'm drinking is 8.3. Yep. Uh, raging bitch. Damn, son. From Flying Dog. That's apropos of something I read this, this week. Raging bitch? It's, yeah, it's apropos. Cool. Can't wait. Uh, well, I have, um, would you say 8.3 is your percentage? Yeah, right. Uh, sweet. So, uh, we would average 4.15% alcohol then. Cause you're drinking friggin' sparkling piss water. Uh, no, actually, correct. <laughs> I'm drinking Wait. Schweppes black cherry sparkling seltzer water, <laughs> naturally flavored with other natural flavors. Wait, wait, wait. You, so, so this is David's went, birthday? Yeah, he went all out for birthday. Uh, um, David, I would take that as a personal affront. <laughs> well, listen, really listen, like, listen. Boo? What's the value of boo when you're not celebrating? <laughs> no, him? I am celebrating. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm sending, I don't see sending him good karma. I posted oh. Facebook love. I gave him a Teen Titans uh, birthday cartoon. Uh, yeah. You ain't special. <laughs> Damn. Uh, it is, you know, for all the jokes about me calling him boo, him calling me boo, and you feeling left out, all I know is I think uh, I think the real love came through today because you love that man. You love that birthday boy. Your your Facebook post was the most uh, was the most emotional I've ever seen you be. It goes without saying. Of course, I love him. Mm-hmm. I think for my birthday That's- you were like good looking out, Wood. <laughs> it's Wood, right? Yeah, There's no e. Like, happy, yeah. happy 40th, Wood. <laughs> <laughs> David values it more. Oh, right. Oh. right. He does. Okay. All right. Cool. It's he not like 40 is a big deal, isn't it? Oh my goodness! Can can we? David has a couple thank yous. He should, yeah. I do. Um, I uh, I I I got to thank the uh, the 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 guys at work. I, I walked into the office um, about two minutes late because of horrendous traffic for some stupid reason, and saw a uh, a birthday card and a a small little chocolate. Bunt cake uh, on my desk, and and I I posted the card from uh, from Henry and Aunt Henry, who I go over to his place when um, when the the big four WWE shows are on, and uh, and as a <laughs> that was a great and and Vince enjoyed the card too. It looks like uh, loved it, and uh, and then then uh, Henry and Dominion took me to lunch, and then came home, and and the uh, there were two gifts, one from. Uh, one from someone who we've all hung out with at Chicago and one who I still have yet to meet and shake the man's hand, but I feel like I've, I've, I've known him, um, for a very long time. Stephen Water was very kind and sent me the complete adventures, um, plus the sad fourth movie of, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> If if this could have come in a three pack, I it, it would make it even more special. But you know, it, it it is what it is, and it's I like I said, it half of this collection is absolutely phenomenal, and and then there's there's one movie that I've grown to tolerate over the years, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So there's that, and um, and Derek contributed to the uh Christmas movie marathon collection and I now own a Blu-ray copy of the sensational Bill Murray hit Scrooged. 
It is a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. <laughs> I don't think there's a bad Bill Murray movie. Uh, don't you dare say meatballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say meatballs. Definitely not stripes. No, it, yeah, you're, it would, yeah, you'd have to, um, maybe Ghostbusters 2. There's, there are. Yeah. If, if any, I would, yeah. I would pick Ghostbusters 2 is the same movie as Ghostbusters 1. It's the same movie. Except the other guys got slimed. Uh, and the, um, there's a movie that I, I wasn't really fond of and I won't mention because Jason will probably leave the episode and, and it's got his girl in it anyway. So I'll just, I'll leave that there. Um, but yeah, no, it's so I, I, I definitely appreciate that. And I, I want to thank everybody, the, the, um, the, the, the hundred plus Facebook messages and, and, uh, and, and just tons of posts all day. I mean, my phone was just blowing up. Uh, they were texts and they were phone calls. Mario calls us on as I'm driving to work and stuck in traffic. He called me this morning and, uh, and, and got to speak to Renee and I, so I, I definitely appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I, if you hear any, any, any light typing, not, you know, the, the big clod, the the events does, but if you hear any light typing, it's probably me thanking people throughout the episode on on Facebook for the uh, for the happy birthday messages. But it, it's been. Can they not wait till after the episode? They, like, they uh, probably can. May, make them wait. Make them they wait. waited all day, so it's not right. Uh, but it's been. I mean, even having to go to work, it it really was a. Um, it was a good day, and and mostly because. Uh, I knew I was going to end it, so I'm I'm glad I can spend my birthday with you two. Nice. That's what I wanted to hear. All right, let's be talking the comics. The comic, we'll be talking to him. I want to hear about this raging bitch you teased. Oh, well, I don't, well, I may not want to get into it because I don't know that you all have read it yet, but I was making just the allude, uh, you mentioned bitch, so I was, I had the great pleasure of reading the, uh, slightly delayed, but but well worth the wait. Bitch Planet number five. Oh, oh. yes, it was. It was a little late, wasn't it? Yeah, in fact, I read the issue and then I I gave Kelly Sue props on the Twitter, and uh, and I I thought it was the I thought it was the start of the second arc. So I said, oh, props on the st- strong start to the f- second arc. And then she wrote back, thanks, but it's actually the end of the first arc, and then we're putting a trade out, and then we'll start the second arc. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, okay, props on the fifth issue then. So. Yeah, so that's the deal, I guess. For I don't know why there was a delay, but but uh, this is actually the end of the first arc, not the start of the second. But it really, I mean, in essence, it it could have just as easily been the start of the second arc, the way it was structured. I think. Did you read it, Vince? I did not. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to get into it because I know you guys are both reading that series and it came out today. But but um, but I had you know it's been out for it's what at least probably three months since the last issue came out. I feel like. Um, wow. And right, does that sound about right? It does. Yeah, you're right. But- but I mean, I didn't realize it was that long until you, you know, uh, specified it because three months—that's forever in comic book years. Yeah, yeah. But no, so it was. It was. I mean, where we left off was right. The the you know father, who's essentially the politician slash warden or whatever it is, had arranged for the women of the bitch planet to compete in the Megaton, which is a televised, super violent sporting event that's all men. And is dangling over them the idea that if they win, which there's almost no chance, but if they win, they'll get their freedom. And so that's where we left off with, uh, with our, our, our protagonist of the prison forming her team and getting them trained up. So this is, is more of that. It essentially has them training 
They actually play a scrimmage against the guards, which is a lot of uh, fun in a nasty sort of uh, vengeful way. And we get some backstory into a few more of the women as well as their counterparts on their their family, you know, and and uh, and, and why they're there. So very very strong. Again, they just have really good chemistry. With Kelly Sue and Valentine Delangelo, I think are just doing great work here. And I know I've been somewhat critical at times of Kelly Sue's other works. Um, some I've liked, some I haven't liked as much. Um, but I think this, at least so far, is well on its way to being her 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 best work career to date. I think I have to agree. I mean, I like Pretty Deadly a lot, you know? but uh, I I uh, I would say that Bitch Planet uh, surpasses that concept. I love the concept. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I, again, we'll we can get into it maybe at, after you guys have read it or once we get the second arc going. But just strong. So yeah. But uh, I read a ton of Image books this week. I had it had been a few weeks, so I I piled in and, and tried to catch up on all the Image stuff. So uh, I'll pepper them in as we go. Cool. Well, I have read a ton of Valiant books for this week. I got all caught up. Oh, nice. I've read yeah. some Valiant. I haven't, uh, I didn't catch up completely on Valiant. I didn't read as much as I wanted to, but, uh, I did read the first two issues of Book of Death. Um, want to talk about that? Sure. Let's get into it. I'm sure we will because, um, David and I, uh, we part ways a little bit on something. In this issue, but I'll I think give you I know why. But go ahead, no, it's go a, ahead. No, no, we'll, we'll yeah. give, I'll give them the rub first. Uh, the story is by Robert Venditti, art by Robert Gill and Doug Braithwaite, color art by David Barron and Brian Reber. Okay, if you've read The Valiant, and who didn't, um, there were incidents in that book which play out in the Book of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember the young geomancer Tama, who got plucked from the future. In the Valiant? Yes, yes, sir. Well, her arrival uh, is kind of a mixed blessing because when um, our favorite, Kay McHenry, mm-hmm. shuffled off uh, the mortal coil, the natural progression of things um, with, the, with the Earth selected another geomancer to fill the void. And one that was decidedly not Tama because she she's the anomaly. She was pulled from the future. So the Earth... Um, being less sentient that I would give it credit for, selected a new geomancer, and Tama's presence is seriously upsetting the natural balance. But even worse, someone has gotten to the new geomancer. I'll say someone in quotes because I cannot spill the beans on that. Mm. A young man named David, and not a price. But David, young David is the new geomancer. And this person is corrupting him. Now, am I, is it, was it actually explained that I just missed it that David was next in line after Kay, but Tam is here because she was plucked from the future? It was, it was seriously, uh, implied. Okay. It was, I don't think it was specifically stated, mm-hmm. but the, the, uh, the one thing that wasn't, um, exactly clear and now looking back, that's probably on me. When we first meet David, uh, his mother's calling for him. He's out in the yard, and then when we see oh, him, oh yes, yes, he's, yes, he's covered in like snakes That's and bugs right. and rats. So the, the earth That's is him. kind of embracing David, which was a great panel. That was a great page. Oh yeah, it was. Um, so someone is corrupting David, and he's making him do all these nasty things, much maths, death, and destruction. Um, so naturally, Neville of MI6 and company assume that it's 
Tama doing all this stuff? If you saw all this natural-based chaos, mm-hmm. like trees skewering entire cities of, of, of uh, or, or small cities of people, like people hanging from trees with branches sticking in them all over and they all dead, you would think, okay, this has got to be the work of a geomancer because the earth is, is in fact rebelling. Okay, let's bring her in. So Neville does what he does and... Um, Gilad, who is the protector of the Geomancer, that's what he do- does, so uh, they're at odds. Um, there is, is uh, Gilad running from essentially Exo and Neville and his group, um, and it sets up some pretty bad things, but the, the, the cool thing, one of the cool things about this series is they're planting many, many, many future seeds with the continuity because mm-hmm. Tama has she when she comes into our timeline she has the book of the geomancer and Gilad who you would think has read the book of the geomancer at some point in his thousand years but he, I guess he hasn't he can't uh, he want he wants to know what's up what do you mean he can't he he explains in the first book that uh that when he asks before the um before unity shows up uh, well, not Unity, but but that crew. Um, Might as well be Unity. You can call it Unity. Yeah. He is. He's he's asking her to read it because the corrupted one. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I, I hate this. I hate <laughs> this. Um, While you're looking for that, the the book of the Geomancer foretells the coming of the corrupted. Geomancer and what happens in his wake. And so it, there, there's foreshadowing going on with almost everyone so far in the Valiant Universe. We, we see glimpses of what will happen to Exo in the future. And that's what the one shots are. The, the Book of Death Ninjak and Bloodshot, those are the two released so far. They set up these, this future continuity and we get to see it's not what may happen from what I can gather. It's what will happen. So I don't know how they're going to do this because from what I've read in the one-shots, it ain't pretty. No, well. It's not pretty at all. Um, oh, here it is. Th- th- um, okay, he, he tells we've come a long way because she's carrying on about how she's tired. She says, I wish you could read it. Uh, you said the prophecies are in a language only geomancers can understand, but that's just oh. weird because to me it looks like regular old English, and he tells her read. So... It's yeah, it looks like English because she can translate it, but he he can't read it. it. It's a book that only the geomancers can read. Oh, cool. Okay, I must have glossed over that part. But um, like the Valiant, there are cardstock covers. Um, unlike the Valiant, there is a clay coat spot varnish um, on the cover. Yeah. Renee really yeah, yeah. liked the second one, the the Carrie Nord with uh, Ninjak behind Galad. Um, I don't know if you have that cover. That that's it's all black. It's 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 a sharp looking cover. She, I was showing it to her because I'm like, yeah, these are th- th- there's a like spot on her showing this because I wasn't quite sure, but might as well playing tricks on me. But it's uh, there we go. I I really like the second cover by Nord. The first cover is it sets it up, but it it's it's a little busy, and not everybody oh. and not everybody looks as good as as I'm used to seeing them. Yeah, I like the first cover. Um, but with Valiant, multiple covers. Um, of course. Now, here's, here's the rub. David has issue with the size. Yes. 
of the letters yes. in this. Yeah, because if you open up, I'm looking at Dead Drop number three, and and there's Vedamax talking on the first page. Lettering ain't as big. It's just it's a rather large font. The the mm-hmm. the faces the t- typeface is just is is in the in the sense where if somebody was talking instead of it being a jagged word balloon where you think someone's yelling they're raising their voice which is why I which she was doing when she was calling David but the rest of the lettering even when Neville is talking to Jamie or or contacting Livewire it's still that big and it's taking up so much space on the panel and and because maybe maybe because you know you're you like the large lettering because you had a birthday recently and and so you you appreciate that now so number one i don't think it's that large it's larger it's, than it it's large and it's larger than most most books where people aren't yelling all the time Number one, there's not a style sheet for producing comics. You can make the text as anything yes, as yeah. big as you want. Oh, absolutely, but when you compare it to their other books in the line, it's it's but big. This, this ain't the other books in the line. This is an isolated. It's, oh, this, yeah. So we're gonna. Well, then I hope it's not a sign of things to come. I hope in the future they can kind of lower their voice a little bit. It's not. It's it's not that big. It's it's <laughs> it's big enough. It's plenty big. It's big enough to notice where it, it's almost distracting to me. Your mileage may vary. I, right, I thought right. it's on the large size. We'll see if others who, who read it, who read it, say, but I found it to be large. I also find as much as I like some of the larger panels or the panels with, with, with certain characters, um, the art at times is a tad inconsistent to me. There, there are faces there. There's, there's some panels that look absolutely amazing and you're like, wow, this, this feels like, you know, that it feels like a valiant event. And then there's others where it kind of feels like the older nineties deathmate books where it's, it's a mix of, of the, the image artist working on valiant characters. And, and that's, that too is, is distracting. It's not the kind of look I expect in an image book. It's not, I mean, after we've had fantastic art in the valiant, um, we've, we, we love what's going on in Evar. We, we love what's, what, what happened in Archer and Armstrong. Quantum and Woody by Fowler was fantastic. This just doesn't quite look like some of the other valiants that, that, that have the weight of them. This is supposed to be, this is, you know, we had the valiant. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is, this is their next event or, or, or the current event, but it, it just doesn't, have that that same weight to me and and the art has something to do with that. Well, I think Robert Gill is perfectly capable. Okay. But but when you when your work is juxtaposed against someone of the magnitude of Doug Braithwaite, your stuff is going to suffer a little bit by comparison. I mean, Braithwaite is excellent and stylistically different than Gill, but it was nice that they pulled Braithwaite to do the future continuity. Or the or the what ifs. Right. Not the what ifs. So the 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 future stuff. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And and uh I, I you know Gill is he's he's I I can't there's nothing glaringly wrong with his stuff. Uh, to my eyes, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine, but I have to agree with David. If I was shooting for an event, 
um, if if my if the book I was going to publish was uh, an upscale book like Book of Death with the with the cardstock covers and the spot varnish, right. I don't know if I would use Robert Gill for it. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's there yet. Yeah, like Paulo Rivera, uh, absolutely. Right. Uh, Braithwaite, yes, but Gill, I mean, he's he's good enough, but I don't want good enough in a in a in a upscale book like this. I want show me your heavy hitters. If you're going right, to go right, right. all out and 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 publish something like this, you know, let's do it up. But that that I, I don't mean to say that Gill's art is not is not fine. It's it's fine, but I I would want better than fine. For this book, agree. Yeah. Um, that said, I guess the, uh, the Valiant is. I'm so enamored with what Valiant's doing these you days. Are. I mean, since the relaunch, I, I, you know, I, I, I get very enthusiastic when something really tickles my 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 fancy, and so far Valiant has not screwed up in my book. They 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 haven't knocked every book out of the park. But their books, to me, range from good to absolutely astounding, like The Valiant. So, I mean, that's not a bad batting average when you when you lay it out, you know, on on Jason's spreadsheet. They're <laughs> they're doing fine fine work here. Um, but some of the things that they tease, like Bloodshot fighting dinosaurs, um, Ginger and and the uh, her ilk leaving the planet because it's just untenable. Uh, Exo and, and his new bride, if you're reading Exo, uh, have a baby and, and other things. Um, hardcore is gonna throw down with, with, you know, Gilad and, and his people and something happens to Livewire. It's just, it, what happens to Ninjak is nuts. And it's, it just, it makes me want, it, it, it invests me in the Valiant universe even more when you tease future events like this. I'm a sucker for future events because once you know what's going to happen, you're looking for signposts that that thread is, is in motion. So it may happen a year from now. May, it may happen, you know, whenever, but they, they have piqued my interest with this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read more Valiant, but I'm going to give somebody else a, ch- a try here to, to see what they've read. I, I, that's all I've read. That's Okay. Right, I, 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 I tried to touch on a little bit of everything. I sadly, I started to read The Dying of the Dead number three, but I did not get very far into it today. Um, just because today has been so nuts, but, um, I guess I, I read, I read some Secret Wars tie-ins. Um, I read the fourth What's issue that? of Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. I was wrong. It oh. is, uh, it was the, the person in shadows. There's, it almost makes me feel like it was a, um, it was a Hawk and Dub thing from, uh, from Armageddon 2001 where it's, it, it might be Captain M. Psych. It's, it's actually Hawk because you people figured it out and we still had to swerve. Mm-hmm. But this, there was no reason for this particular character, this, this shield director, uh, to be in shadows, uh, during the first three issues of, of Renew Your Vows. It, it is not Richard Parker. I won't ruin it for you for if, if anybody hasn't read it yet. Um, but it was, and, and what kind of also makes me wonder if that was 
a switch is the way one of the other shield agents uh interacted with this individual so it 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 kind of just doesn't add up but other than that it's a uh it it's moving the story along now we're going to have um you know regent has spider-man in in his trap and and will be um extracting whatever he needs to from spider-man so that he can become uh, all powerful and and Basically, that's that's the last he needs. But uh, Sandman was involved, and and it was a sacrifice. Uh, ben Urich shows up. There's there are a lot of characters in it, and uh, and the heroes are going to um, the spot gets involved, and because of his powers, the uh, the heroes are able to gain access to. Regents headquarters and, uh, and, and so the last issue will be everybody saving the day, including Mary Jane and Anna as they, um, as they go to, to, to save their father and, or will save, save her father and, and, and Mary Jane's husband and, uh, and, and I guess everybody else who's still around who, who Regent hasn't, uh, used up completely. It, she probably had nothing else to do. Somebody, there was nobody throwing a party at the <laughs> time. Was, you know, so she figured there's no have, magazines to have covers yeah. be done. So, uh, but it's a, um, you know, it's it's a it's a fine story. It it doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily scream Secret Wars to me the way some of the other uh, battle like like Master of Kung Fu. That was that that was a really good read, and and it it felt like. A because of everything else going on in the Secret Wars in the main title, uh, right. it fit with with the overall theme. This this kind of feels like I mean we've had so many alternate timeline and future versions of Spider Man. We've had you know him married with Mary Jane. We've had a kid. We've had you know we've had Spider Girl and the M two universe. I mean, so so we're we're not. We've just came off of Spider Verse. So we're we're fine. We're we're up to the gills with with alternate. Spider-Man's, it's, um, so it, it, it's, it's not so much oversaturation. It just doesn't really have the same, same weight as some of the other Secret Wars books. It's Dan Slott. He's still writing a hell of a Spider-Man story. And it is the Spider-Man parts of it are really strong. Him going up against, uh, this, this jacked up Sinister Six. And it's, uh, you know, I, Dan Slott, can write the shit out of Spider-Man, no doubt about it, and and it, he shows that in here. It's just that um, the other supporting characters who you don't, you're not used to seeing in a Spider-Man book, and and well, not in, not just in this light, but in general, um, it kind of weighs it down somewhat. It just it kind of detracts from from what should be a um, a media story to me, but again, you know, if 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 you're a Mary Jane fan, if you're a married Spider-Man fan, then then you probably would have. Uh, this might have a stronger attachment for you, and 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 that's cool. I'm I'm glad then there My is shit, a yo. Spider-Man book for you. Uh, that's almost Give over. This purse. So he's right there, right here, right here. Right I'm talking there, to you. Yeah, right. He's yeah, got his thumbs and pointing at him and everything. So, uh, but it's you know, and and it, it's. Pencil by Kubert and, and, uh, I want to say Andy Kubert and, and the, um, cause Adam's doing Dark Knight, right? 
Or is it the other way around? Yeah, no, Adam's doing Dark Knight, right? Yeah, I know. One of the brothers is, and so it's just, um. It's, uh, Andy doing Dark Knight. So it's Adam, yes, it is Adam doing this. Yeah, Adam tends to hang out with Marvel more. So you, um. Know your Dark Knight. Oh yeah. I do, I do. <laughs> it was done by Frank Miller, Klaus Jansen, and Lynn Varley. Todd Klein on letters. And so you have, um. You're a fundamentalist. You're scary. <laughs> Maybe just a- <laughs> Curious. I, I just. You'll be saved when the rapture comes. Though. I know what I like. Yeah, there you go. See. Uh, <laughs> not when. <laughs> Big if. Uh, come on. You, most of our listeners are thinking when, not if. Come on. Whatever. <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, did you see this thing that that's in this uh, previews with um, Simone Bianchi is doing uh, amazing? It's it's not part of the regular series. It's one of the right. point one issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, doing um, that again. Yeah, Jose Molina is is the writer, yeah. and Simone Simone Bianchi's on art, and um, it, it I I I, <laughs> I haven't I can't remember the last time I saw Simone Bianchi's art. He, he's I, been doing stuff. I just think we yeah I, I know he, he has been did that Thanos story didn't he? Yeah, the Thanos origin. Mm-hmm. What where it was a Thanos origin before uh, during Infinity. Yeah, was it a sing was it a single no, issue? No, 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 it was like no. four six issues. Oh man, how the hell did I miss that? Yeah, but he, he, he drew it. Um, I think that was the only thing he's done in the past decade because I, I know he hasn't done anything for Wolverine about some, some dumbass lupine shit. So yeah, no, it's, it's, um, uh, I, I, I really liked his detective comics covers when, uh, yeah, when Paul Dini was writing the book. That, th- those were great. Um, I'm still not sold on the neon spider on the chest. Um, but I defer to Dan Slot. If Dan Slot's writing it, I mean, it's amazing Spider-Man. I gotta buy it. But right. And do you want to? I mean, yeah. it, when I think of Neon, I think like we're open. It attracts <laughs> attention. Do you want to to announce your arrival whenever? You, I don't. I don't get it. Why would he have a Neon Spider on his chest? But maybe Dan will explain hey, it. It works for um, our Green Lantern. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I guess it works. Whatever. You know, we oh, haven't yeah. talked about Secret Wars proper, uh, in a, in a hot minute. We, um. We, we talked about the last we, issue that came out. Which was, we? which was yeah. the, um, the funeral for a friend and, and him talking and, and Victor talking to, uh, Owen. Owen. And you have, uh, we have not talked about the new extended version extra issue. Of Secret Wars, we didn't we didn't mention that little tidbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if you don't know, uh, uh, David is alluding to the fact that um, Secret Wars is now nine issues, ten counting the free comic book day. But yes, it is now yeah. it is now nine of an eight issue miniseries. Right, yeah, more the merrier, I say. Bring it on. I don't care it, if it's in line with what has come before. Then by I'm, all means, I'm fine with it because if it means that that that's what the story calls for instead of trying to cram everything down and and just say no we promised eight issues and even if even if the story has to suffer so we give you eight issues if if it's a natural progression of the story if if Hickman needs to finish things up I I have no problem with it in that regard if it's just mm-hmm. if it's an extended you know if it's the ninth issue where it's like you know two pages of everybody happily ever after and then the rest is a revised Ohatmu Jason will love the hell out of it but I don't know <laughs> if that needs to be number 9 of the main series. Oh I'm with you. I'm with no, you. You, yeah, you'll know pretty much immediately if it, if it's a money grab. Right. Because if if there are serious doings at the end of issue 8, 
unresolved issues at the end of eight and they needed that nine to to wrap it all up then great but if, if the story pretty much comes to a close with eight you, i think we're in a little bit of trouble right. then, then it's an epilogue and just and label it as such make it make it a one shot after you know fallout or aftermath right. or whatever but yeah it's um but i i have no reason to doubt them i'm i'm and hell, I mean, Marvel knows that this is going to be Hickman's last Marvel work for a while. So, like, goes, yeah. Manoa, man, just just let him. No, no, no. We're going to make it twelve issues now. So, <laughs> just like the original, just like the original. Shit, make it twenty-four. <laughs> Do Secret Wars one and two in one shot. Well, that would just be twenty-one issues. Okay. The second one wasn't twelve. That was nine. No, sir. Oh, look at that. Did you really want all that Al Milgram, Steve Lillo? I enjoyed it. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, so yeah, so I read that and I did, I finished, uh, Deadpool's Secret, Secret Wars. Did um, you know? I did, I did, and it was a funky tangent on the last page makes me, made me, uh, uh yeah, I wanted to give Ryan a shout out and be like, you know, to ch- check this page out because the, um, the end of it is, is Saji walking towards the reader. And her hands are, and cause she's walking, she's in mid stride, you know, so her hands are down, but there are characters behind her where if you just look quickly, it looks like she's holding children's hands and they're walking with her, but they're actually people all the way in the background mm-hmm. that are shorter than her. It's just where her hands are and their heads and bodies are. Um, it looks like she's walking children's, but it's, uh, Jeez. there were, uh, there were some neat, uh, homages to, Secret Wars is, uh, you know, heroes leaping into battle and, and the, the final, um, the, the final confrontation with, with Dr. Doom and after he, he faces the Beyonder and then, um, when Captain America shows up and Claw interferes, um, you know, Colin, Colin did his homework. It, it's, it's, you know, there's definitely, he wasn't, he wasn't winging it. He wasn't saying, oh, you know, they're not going to remember this. It's, it's a comic book from 1984. It's, there's, yeah, when it says Colin Bunn on the cover, you you know you're in for a good time. And I mean, for me to want to continue reading a a, uh, a Deadpool series, it's that's I think that's saying something because it's it's he's not a character who, who I'm instantly attached to. Uh, but this was this was, and I thought the 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 fourth issue, uh, I thought it. I would have liked to have seen Rocky Grimm kind of walk away from everybody, but mm-hmm. the, the, uh, when it ended and uh, it was revealed as to why, uh, you don't remember or the characters don't remember Deadpool being involved in it. It's, uh, it, it, in the context of, of this series and this character, I felt it works. Um, now again, my attachment to the character isn't as strong as Jason. So if, if, if he doesn't read it or doesn't finish it or, or gets to the end and, and just like, you know, throws it down, I, I can't be mad, but I just, mm-hmm. I thought it kind of worked out this way. I mean, not, not like the retcon where they're trying to cram down the, the century down your throat or blue Marvel, but it, it did. Um, I thought it worked in this regard. Uh, isn't it amazing how much um, influence that uh, Hulk Crossroads story had on the Marvel Universe? Because that's that's essentially what the whole Rocky Grimm Space Ranger thing was. It's like, let's take the thing out of current continuity, stick them in a bunch of different and new 
situations mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, let's, de- you know, not develop the thing, but let's just do something different with the thing. And I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the, the, uh, Bill Mantlow's Crossroads storyline, wasn't that the first time we saw something like that in the Marvel Universe where a character was plucked from continuity and thrown in, in totally new territory yeah. for, for a long time? Like, it wasn't just like an issue or no. two. It was a, it was a while. It was pretty much the first time Hulk realized he couldn't trust Doctor Strange or anybody else. The well, who uh, can't? Yeah, <laughs> who can't? Who can't trust Doctor Strange? Uh, this funky fingers. The the yeah. I mean, I'd have to. Well, I mean, Doctor Strange is always. I mean, you think back to the Frank Bruner storylines, and and I, Doctor Strange yeah. is always kind of messed around with the, or even even the crazy old original Ditko stuff. You know, Doctor Strange is messing around in different directions. So I mean, it, it dimensions. So it, it worked. For the Hulk in that regard, but yeah, I mean, as far as taking someone out of, um, their comfort zone, in, in the Hulk's case, the desert, and having a mess with, with aliens or just different creatures, um, I wouldn't, uh, comparing it to, to the thing post-Secret Wars wouldn't be on the forefront of my mind, but I can, mm-hmm. I, I can see, I can see the, uh, the correlation. But it's it's essentially the same thing. But at least with with and it and it actually now as we're talking about Rocky Grimm and and I'm thinking about the end of this Deadpool series. Um, how was it explained that Ben could change from the thing to his human self? Oh, jeez, you're not gonna make me. Well, I'm wondering that. if because there were the whole um, you know, with Reed figuring out how to get everybody home. And, and Cap's shield because he willed back together. I'm wondering if, if this wish fulfillment, if, if, if this, this energy from the beyonder is, if that's what allowed Ben to revert back and forth. I, I gotta be honest. I don't remember the specifics. I don't either because I didn't, I, I, once, and once Ben came back and, and he was with the IWF and, and the whole, um, I kind of, after Rocky Grimm, I kind of petered out on, on the thing. And so I, I don't even remember when the series ended, but I'm, I'm wondering if, if that is how, you know, thanks to a 2015 Ted Bull series, I'm remembering why or how Ben Grimm was able to, to change. I tired of it myself, but these days I would welcome <laughs> a storyline like that. Yep. Oh, well, you just want the Fantastic Four or the thing back. So yeah, well, that's what they're doing ag- again with uh, guardians of the galaxy. Hey, let's stick the thing in yeah. there. Why not? It's set. It, there's a precedent set. Not that there has to be, but the thing in space, that's, that's an automatic win. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a throwback. Point. It's, it's, oh, I mean, hell it's, it's how, it's how the thing became the thing by going into space. So unless, sure. unless you watch a shitty movie. So there's just, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, my boy. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I am as, as great as I'm enjoying the Secret Wars books that I, cause I, I did, I didn't know, I, maybe it's only two issues cause I missed the solicits for it, but I read the, um, the second issue of, of Captain Britain and the Mighty Defenders. And that second issue ended. First, did, did, did you guys read it? The first issue either? I read yes. the first one. Okay. How awesome were, 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 were the judge analogs? They're pretty cool beings. That was, I mean, you just, all of a sudden, here comes the Meg City one, the Mondo City police force. And it's just, I, I thought that was incredibly clever because I don't remember the last time seeing anything Judge Dredd related. 
in in a Marvel book, but I, I thought that was Four. pretty neat. Thor, right? That was the last time we saw a uh, Judge Dredd when Simonson was uh, was doing Thor. Oh wow! Okay, Ooh, that's a long that's time a ago. Long time ago. I f- no, I, I thought wasn't. Didn't we get some of it a little bit in event in Marvel UK, like Death's Head too? No. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I was being I was being Death's Head there. I was acting. Oh, acting. I was merely acting. I'm a thespian. The uh, the second issue ends where it kind of feels like it was only a two-issue series, which, which is cool. Um, but again, it was – there were two battle worlds involved and – uh, that felt like a, a Secret Wars tie-in, but that, that was cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoy- as much as I'm enjoying Secret Wars and the various titles associated to it, I, you know, the more I see little things here and there, whether it's, you know, Mahmoud teaser images or, mm-hmm. um, or just, you know, lineups or, or, you know, the Guardians, just, I am, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm stoked for what Marvel has planned post Secret Wars. Why can't we get Alan Davis every month? Oh, dude. How hard could that be? You know what, though? Alan Davis has surprisingly been pretty consistent the last 18 months or so doing Marvel stuff. It's just that it's been a lot of random stuff. Like, it's been... He hasn't really put his mark on anything that definitive, but he's done a bunch of stuff. Last thing I read of his was that Avengers... um, Avengers 3, whatever the hell it was. uh, It was um, post-Siege? yeah, but it was a tie-in. Um, it was a Age of Ultron tie-in. That I oh, was. that. Okay. All right. All right. I was, I was thinking further back. Where it was, it was, it was where where Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America were sent back into the past, and uh, and basically had to just Thor had to trust Tony again, and and Steve wasn't really Captain America. He was still kind of the because I think Bucky made it. America, America. Um, Here's an idea, Marvel. Uh, wait till after the Fantastic Four. Uh, Blu-ray or DVD or whatever comes out. Wait till it bombs, mm-hmm. and then and then relaunch Fantastic Four with Alan Davis on art. Let him write it too. Why not? Well, he did that. There you go. Well, no, no, he didn't. I don't think did he write the end or did Stanley write the end? Who? <laughs> oh, come on, son. <laughs> I have, I know don't who that is. What other image stuff you've been reading, Bo? Um, so I teased this on the Twitters, which is that. Uh, I read the second issue of Bloodstrike, and <laughs> let me tell you something. Bloodstrike is, two issues in, is to me like something that, you know, Vince has these dalliances with the random things, whether it be... Uh, uh, and Anything, really. Yeah, uh, what's the gold... Uh, what's the th- uh, gold, gold digger. digger. Oh. Like gold digger, or perhaps tarot. Spawn, maybe, or yeah, Tarot. Yeah, and oh, and I you know I'm not saying that Bloodstrike is like the comic for everybody, but man, am I enjoying the hell out of it. it! It's it's just it's fun seeing Rob be R slash X rated because I think people that's you know he's fairly religious and he's generally PG and has been for a long time. So to see him. Dropping f bombs and making lewd remarks and having it be ultra violent is is pretty fun because it harkens back to the, the the purest of the early image days when it, right when it was with those guys just doing crazy things on the page um, and it's it's just a lot of fun I don't know what to say I mean again it's 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 straightforward storytelling you've 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 got uh, you've got uh, essentially Cabot who was the leader of Bloodstrike has got uh, a 
contract out on his head. Um, and as a result, the other members that we used to know of Bloodstrike are all trying to take him out. So he's having to fight his old teammates, and it's uh, it's total mess. And in this issue, we're introduced. There's a, a prequel um, to, uh, to to the issue starts with a with sort of a, a prequel, a prologue, if you will, where um, there is a, a Batman analog um, who is tied up and is being tortured, Professor Knight. And Professor Knight is uh, it's just like Rob doesn't he 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 takes great pleasure in the fact that this stuff was in a large way copycat. Like for example, the first page you've got this this Batman analog uh, Professor Knight tied up in a chair, and the first word balloon you see in big giant red letters is Dark Knight my ass. And the name of the prologue story is Leverage or Dude Who Stole My Cock. Like it's just it's uproarious. <laughs> it's uproarious because one of the one of the characters got his cock shot off, and he's got a healing factor, but his cock's not growing back. Oh, um, poor guy. So it uh, and then after we get a Professor Knight, the little prologue, we get back into the story where we left issue one, which is Cabot uh, doing battle with a bunch of his peeps, and he's uh, you know he's taking on. Um, um, I'm sorry, the name is escaping me for the moment. Um, the, the the Wolverine analog. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh. Um, hold on one second. Uh, Deadlock. He's he's fighting Deadlock, and he's actually as he's beating Deadlock's ass, he's making fun of him, calling him a poor excuse for a Wolverine clone. You know, he's like, and and uh, it, it's it's just he's he's just sort of embracing what he was criticized for years ago after he left Marvel, which is just taking Marvel characters and making minor changes and making them his own. So he's, he's kind of relishing in that, which I think is just a lot of fun to me. I, I don't know. You know, I guess some might, if you're kind of have a stick up your ass, you might find that off putting, but I, I, I think it's great. Like he's like deadlock. Just look at you. You're the worst excuse for bad Wolverine cosplay ever. Like have you uh, even looked in the mirror? So bad. I'm embarrassed for you. And whoever thought this look was a good idea. So he's, he's making fun of himself. I mean, he created deadlock. It's his character. He made him look just like, Wolverine. you know what I mean? Like, like he's, it's great. And then, um, but I find it funny that you had a struggle to come up with the character's name when there are <laughs> tons of Rob Liefeld Wolverine. No, I know. That's why I said, I mean, I, I don't, I, I, yeah. But, and then yeah. he fights Shogun, which you may remember is the, the, the Japanese silver samurai looking robot yeah. suit. And he, he makes fun of him and he's like, why is it that the, uh, he's like, why, why is it that the giant mechas were always pussies? You know, like, he's like, y'all look so tough, but you're just a bunch of pussies. It's just great. Like this, it's, it's, it's just pure id comics. It's pure crazy silliness. Um, you know, he rips off this giant Gatling gun from, from Shogun's armor and turns it around and shoots him full of holes with it. It's, it's just tons of fun, man. I, I don't know. I just, again, if, if, I'll put it as simply as I can. If you liked Liefeld 90s comics, you're going to love this. Yeah. If you see, didn't, are... if you didn't like Liefeld 90s comics or you have a bug up your ass and don't like them anymore, you're not going to like this. It's not going to be a thing. But I, as we, look, any of our listeners that aren't new to the show know I'm a Liefeld Mark. We've had him on the show. Big fan of him personally, big fan of his work. So this is just a tremendous amount of fun to me because he's done other things. You know, he's done a couple creator on things the last few years and so forth. But this, I can tell he's having a ball doing. Like this, he's really enjoying himself, you know? I need to, I need to read it. No, it speaks to you in a very specific language exactly, that, yeah. that many, many may not understand, like, like Tarot and, and Gold Digger does to me. But you said, see, you, you described it as id unleashed. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite kind of books. I know. That's why I said this is why you would, 
This may not be for you like a perfect comic because it doesn't hit your id, but I know you have a great appreciation for these kind of comics. The comics like, like the, I forget that Ben Morrow comic. You know, every now and then there'll be a comic that you just adore that you know that we and probably yeah. most of our listeners wouldn't necessarily vibe with, but you just love it to death. And that's this. Yeah. I, I haven't heard anyone else that's even read this, but regardless, this is one of those books where I will tell you till I'm blue in the face that I think it is awesomeness. And I really don't give two craps if anyone else hates it. It doesn't bother Isn't me. it ama- amazing when you get to that point in your existence where you don't give a shit what anybody else thinks? Like, you love Rob Liefeld. I, I love the guy's work too. But there are people that, you know, even if they may harbor some kind of admiration for Rob, they'd never say it because sure. of their, of it's the not reaction. Right. Yeah, what, it's not what yeah. the cool you know, kids talk about. No, grow up a little bit. If you love something, embrace it. Embrace it. Who cares? Uh, Who else loves it? Yeah, you were thinking of gangster rap posse. That's it. That's it exactly. Yeah. And by but, the way, I think no. we told you not to. No, I guess we shouldn't. But uh, but but Ben listens to the show and would love to come on the air to talk about his stuff. So oh, uh, yeah, we'd love to ignore us the rest of the night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Be typing away to Ben. No, he's a character. I would love to have him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got something. Again, it's another Valiant. And it is um, featuring a character with which I have a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. I would not want to hang around the guy because he would be aggravating as hell. But I do respect his many skills. Even back in the day, the original Valiant, I did not like this character. Okay. Bought, bought the entire series. It was enjoyable, but the title character would not be someone I, I would enjoy spending time with. And I'm talking about Ninjak. Okay. Don't really, and, and now Colin King, the way the, the the new incarnation of Ninjak, he's still a dick. He's still a self-absorbed prick, but he's really good at what he does. Um, I read issues five and six. Uh, five was written, of course, by Mr. Matt Kent. Pencils by Clay Mann, inks by Seth Mann. I guess there's some kind of relationship there. Uh, color art by Ulysses Ariola. Stop it. That's his name, Ulysses Ariola. I, I, I riffed on him before. And you, it's just a when I don't mean to interrupt the credits, but I, I want to mention something going back to Book of Death when you're done talking about Ninjak. Okay. Um, and there's a backstory. There's a, an additional story. It's, it's in the back of the book. That's why I call it a backstory. Written by Kent uh, Butch Geis. Yeah. Ryan Thies, and again, colored by Ulysses Ariola. Mm-hmm. Issue 5 wraps up the first arc. Um, I talked about it before, David did too, um, in which Colin kind of a little bit effortlessly and seamlessly infiltrates uh, Weapon Air Cannon's organization and just takes it for his own. He, he, he uh, just scoop, scoops it right out from under this fat bastard's nose um, he not only he survives another encounter with the deadly Roku, who will not be playing his favorite movies and TV shows from here on. Out. <laughs> it's it's she. She has oh. she has razor sharp hair, kind of like Medusa, and she cuts you to ribbons. Right. But so he dismembers the corpulent cannon, cuts off his arms and his legs, leaves him uh, on the brink of drowning at the bottom of a pool, tethers him to the bottom of the the pool. And he sends him back, uh, stewing in his own juices to Neville and, uh, MI6. But this is a cool issue because not only for that, we learn many things. Um, we're given a little bit of a, 
uh, deeper look into uh, Colin's uh, parents, their occupations. And I guess uh, the apple don't fall far from the tree, let's just say. Um, and we also learn that Weapon Air Cannon was but one of seven. There's seven Weaponeers in this organization. Colin has a, uh, a hard-on for them, and he's going to take them all down, whether Neville or MI6 like it or not. He's going to go after the Shadow Seven, and Neville has to do some fancy footwork to, to clear it with um, his superiors. But uh, when you see the results of Issue 6 which was, uh, again, written by Kent, but art by Raul Allen yes. and Patricia Martin. And additional color art by Borja Pendado. Yeah, good old Borja. And I really want to know uh, the extent of Mr. Pendado's involvement because issue number six. Pendado. Pendado. I got I got to be honest is quite possibly the most entertaining and visually arresting single issue out of Valiant ever. Get the frick out of here for real. What, what, no, what number? Then Jack what? Six. Six. That's big talk. There's a conceit. I will save uh Paul Rivera's The Valiant miniseries. It ain't that good, but okay. it's real good. Um but it almost could it almost could pass for an issue of 0. Yeah, yeah, it could. Okay. Um, it's still kind of fresh, so I won't say more. So fresh and so clean. Then Ninjak is on the trial of another weaponeer, one that goes by the name of La Barba, and the coloring, the color art is insane in this issue. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking through it now. There's, there's like magenta juxtaposed against this really cool lime green. Uh, other panels has this pinkish magenta mm-hmm. butted up against like a uh, a pale pale tan. It is amazing. The color art in this, I mean, the drawing is great, but there, there's one secret sequence. Uh, Ninjax in the forest, and the trees are so big that the, you don't see the bottoms of them. They they just descend into into fog, right. and it's all greenish, like a, a limey green, a little bit of a blue green going in there. But there's these orbs that are tracking his his movement, and they're like magenta. It's nuts. The color art is amazing in this book. David, do you back me up on this? The color art is is fantastic. On the main story, yeah, it's it's. And the backup I haven't flipped through yet because I was thrown for a loop because right on the cover, um, Stephen Segovia is is listed, but uh, he. Takes over for Butch Kais and, and does the backup. Yeah, um, yeah. And Ariola does the colors on that too. But Ariola and, name. uh, and. I love to lick him. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's A-R-R-E-O-L-A. It's Ariola. Um, That's really remarkable. But yeah, I, I mean, Raul Allen with Patricia Martin and then, uh, Borgia Pendado on additional colors. It, it look actually it, it it's not so much that it even looks like a, a zero. It looks like it could come out of like uh, an issue of of the losers from Vertigo or, it, or, or Queen and Country or Queen and Country. It is yeah no yeah. it's it's a uh, it is very different than Clayman. Yeah, it's very different than what came before it, and yeah, it's but the colors are absolutely slamming. And um, I'll, I'll tell you this this um, 
Raul Allen. He knows how to work the shadows. There, even from a design standpoint, this issue is atypical because as Ninjak is trying to evade these these orbs, there's giant sound effects, but the sound effects are actually the panels. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's S H Z Z Z Z in an exclamation point, and within the letters, you see Ninjak jumping and spinning yeah. and twirling, and there's lasers going like within the letters. It's nuts. Right. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful issue. Yeah, this, the, these scenes in Paris, they look like something that 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 Rivera could have done. Yeah, and there's, I mean, and and the chick with the in in the stripes looks like um, Lady Killer. It's it's a it's a great issue. Yeah. Now, when I wish when we didn't have this cover, but yeah, it's a great issue. It, what the the um why the, uh, like the the um yeah the uh. Just it's a Jerge- it's a Jerjevic cover. Is it? Yep. You have the one with um La Barba looking at you with your visor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a Jerjevic cover. Yes, it is. And it looks absolutely I mean and, and the rest the, the first story looks completely it's it's night and day from the uh Segovia backup story. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm a hard sell when it comes to Ninjak. And Matt Kent has been since the beginning, you know, when, when I've been talking about it. So therefore I'm reading it. Uh, what can you say about Matt Kent? The guy is ex- exceptional at what he does. He do uh, and it, while you're filling out your, your previous order this month, keep in mind that the sixth and final volume of mind management is offered. Oh yeah. So you, you best I get love, on I love the title. I love the, uh, the title of the book for issue 36. New manager. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Agreed. Uh, but, uh, we need that. Come on. We need to talk. It's not dude. It's not like we haven't been trying. I know. I know. But I think once, once we all finish my manager, we can definitely have a good old, good old chat with him. I think he's, see, if you like, um, superheroes and you like espionage, the cloak and dagger stuff, Ninjak is the way to go. I mean, you get the best of both worlds in there. It's like, um, Bond, but there's a, a definite superhero quotient to it. It's really good. Yep. Two thumbs up. Nice. And a snap. And a, oh, snap. What, uh, you know, what we were talking about since it was David's birthday, did we want to do something festive like play a game? Oh, snap. <laughs> How about Daryl calling you out for, for biting on, uh. I gave him their props. I, I mentioned them on the show. I know, I, but he, he stepped, he was just like, rrr, rrr. I, I said that I, we got the idea from their show. Yeah. Um, but this is an idea that, that Dap threw out. Since it is his birthday, I thought it might be fun. We didn't do any planning for this. So we'll have to wing it. But Dap was saying that this is a, harkens back to the first episode of Bullpen Bulletins. Yes. Which is for the days. Oh, yeah, those were the days. Which is where you I, throw out. Oh, go ahead. No one. One thing I remember. One one piece of feedback from that first episode about this particular game was Mr. Brian Ball saying, "I enjoyed it, but I think maybe it went on a little long." Huh. Well, that could be uh, every episode. Of no, I just mean that particular. Like, like it almost felt like maybe we were reaching. For people to mention, and it was just like you know, it was almost like we didn't know when when to wrap it up. But mm. I I get his point. But yes, you're absolutely right, Vince. That any any episode of Bullpen Bulletins could have been wrapped up hours earlier. Yeah, it was the intros. That's what it was. <laughs> but continue, Jason. I'm sorry. No. So the game is essentially 
we go around throwing out creators' names, and the other guys have to first word that comes to mind, word association. Right. First word, as in series or characters or, character or storyline, whatever. Or, yeah, first word or or because like you, or if you throw out Coletta and, and you shout out Dickhead, I mean, there's it's all. I, if say if, if you say John Byrne, I'm going to say self-absorbed douche. I'm, well, that's, right? that's three I'm words, but okay. That's the four. Well, right, but yes, I know, but yes, I I think the man's say whatever you want, but okay, because right. it's a game. There are no that's rules. That's true. Well, there actually are rules to most games, but not really. <laughs> It's my birthday, there are no rules, so yeah. So, so, uh. Alright, let's do this. This sounds fun. So I'm going to throw out, uh, you know what? We already mentioned him tonight. Alan Davis. Excalibur. Ah, it's mine too. Nice. Should we go in, should, you, how we, like I go, Vince goes, you go? When do that? Yeah, that's fine. Alright, Paul Pope. THB. Uh, Batman 100. Figures. Yeah, because I haven't read it. You haven't read THB? No. Well, no you know, I have it, but I haven't read Batman 100 either. Well, in your defense, it's kind of hard to read THB because, one, the issues are very expensive. Two, there's not a whole lot of them out there, which is why supposedly he's been teasing for years that he's going to collect it all and and, and uh, reissue it. But we'll see. What anyway, Go ahead. Oh, it's, is it my yes, turn? Buddy. Um, Steve Bissett. Swamp Thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the only one I... Yeah. So I would have said um, either tyrant or taboo. Uh, but go ahead. All right, then uh, Jason will love this one. Rick Veach. <laughs> overrated. <laughs> what did you say? Overrated? Yeah. Legend. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> at least Vincent uh, say uh, Army at War. Army at Love. All right. Rare bit fiends. So uh, I will go with, Let's. I want to get something that's going to make your brains uh, twist a little bit. Let's see. Uh, Mobius. Ooh, airtight garage. Uh, heavy metal. Okay. Oh, that's nice. See, I focused on the, the, the entity. You focused on the thing that published, that it appeared well, in. Well, also what I, what introduced me to the character. I mean, you could have said parable if, if you really wanted. I mean, if, if I'm talking about stories, but no, it's, it's, that's, that's what I think about when I think of him. Okay. Hmm. Vince? Oh boy. Al Milgram. Marvel fanfare. Secret Wars. Nice. Okay. Uh, this one's easy because I already have mine. Uh, George Perez. Wonder Woman. Avengers. New Teen Titans. Yep. Here go, Boo. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, let's go with, uh, Steve Ditko. Mr. A. <laughs> oh, stop. Come on. <laughs> uh, somewhere, somewhere Crucy is, is, is whacking right now. He's whacking Mr. himself. Fucking A. He's loving it. Spider-Man. Uh, I, yeah, no, I was, I was tempted to say Spider-Man, but I, I, I think, I think Doctor Strange. No! Seriously. That's awesome. Dap. Love it. Wow. I am stunned. Love it. Seriously, I'm stunned. That's awesome. It is. All right, well, so late in the relationship that he could still surprise That's me. right, baby. He's there, yeah, baby. I'm up, Vince. Okay, here's a tough one. Jim Shooter. Ooh. For me, that would be, that, that would be Secret Wars. Yeah. Marvel for me. Just first word came to mind, Marvel. Marvel? Mm-hmm. I'd say Starbrand. Yeah, that's, that's cool. 
I was just saying, yeah, cool. it, yeah, that's cool. If it's not the universe, it's gonna be new yeah, universe. Yeah. I would have said new universe probably if you gave me more than one second. Yeah, I would have gone new universe. Uh, I missed the universe, man. I was really so stoked too. that Hickman worked some of those characters into his Avengers run. Oh, it was, it was giddy, giddy. Yeah. Uh, here's something recent-ish. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis. I can't say anything Hours. other than. See, I gotta say Daredevil. That's where I was going. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, geez, I'm trying to get you all to have to. Let's, oh, geez. Um. Okay, how about this? J.M. DeMattis. Moonshadow. Uh, Greenberg Vampire. Ooh. Wow, shit. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Because I remember right. those ads. I remember those yeah, ads. Okay. Say now, I mean, I could have, I, if, if, like, right if you could have, if, if I got more in a second, I would have said the, the most recent Thundercats, but yeah. All right. All right. Here's a weird one. Aircell. Oh, um, Elf Lord? That's what I would say. I honestly have a uh, complete blank. I don't, I don't know. Okay, cool. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't have known him or who, what that was until you said Elfor. I wouldn't have known. So it was a publishing company. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if we're going with publishing company, I'm going to say first comics. Nexus. Nice. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Grimjack. There we go. I, I can't go wrong no, with no, you. Yeah, you can't. can't. Yeah, I would have said, I would have said Grimjack. Um, sorry, I, I'm trying to not go with, uh, oh, here's one. John Ostrander. Grimjack. Suicide Squad. Nice. Ooh. Amanda Waller. Your turn, Vince. Wait, who would you say, Jason? Um, I'm sorry. Uh, who would I say for Ostrander? Yeah. Yeah, it was Suicide Squad for sure. Cool. Uh, here's a curveball. Mark Hempel. Oh, um, Warp. Okay. Jason? Uh, no idea. See, I'd say Tug and Buster. No, maybe I'd say, uh, what was it, Gregory? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Next. Oh. Um. Okay. Uh. Gil Kane. Oh, Sword of the Atom. <laughs> nice. Batman. God, you gotta. The Jason's uh, pick. Yeah. I'm. Uh, let's go with. Uh... Ha ha. Let's go with. Warren Ellis. Um, oh, uh, global frequency. Yeah, I, I, see, that's the first thing that came to mind, but it's not my favorite thing by no, him, but, but I guess I'll no, have to say it's, that. It's, it's, it is one of mine. I mean, otherwise I'd say planetary. See, I, I want to say transmit. Yeah, you do. But global frequency is the one that just jammed into my mind. Why is that? Because this is, this is interesting. 12 well done issues that told the story. And as great as planetary was, and and I think that's that's something that definitely Ellis will be remembered for. Um I think if if you've read Global Frequency, you're kind of almost in a select club. But it it's a uh it's it's close to something special. 
Hmm. This is a, a insight into our um, our psyches here mm-hmm. a little bit. Who's up? You, Frank Cho. <laughs> Liberty Jungle Meadows. Girl. What do, now? What were your individual Jungle ones? Jungle Girl. There? Okay. Liberty Meadows. See, I ought to, I say dinosaur. Whenever That's Frank cool. Cho, That's cool. boom. Um. Uh, 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 Chris Bacalo. Shade the Changing Man. Nice. X-Men. Yep. Same for me. Uh, uh, Dave Gibbons. Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Vince. Okay. Frank Robbins. Uh, the Invaders. Oh, um. No, huh. oh, that was Frank Spryer. Oh, you're right, Invaders. No, I, I, I was going to give Jason Dazzler, but that, that was Springer. Oh. See, I would say Shadow. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, I mean, uh, the only thing I could pick up is Man Bat, but. Did he create that? Cool. Right? Did he? I, I don't. I think so. But. Goddamn bugs! <laughs> Goddamn things jumping all oh, over my screen. Oh, you Windows machine. Oh, you mean actual? Ah, uh, I see. I'll, I'll let that go because you should be. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, oh, you said Frank Robinson. I'm going to say John Romita Jr. Uh, well. I mean, I have to go with uh, Wolverine, Enemy of the State. I like that. See, I would say Spider-Man. Me too. Mm-hmm. Can't fault you for that. Um, okay, how about uh, Yvonne Hayes? Green Lantern. Yeah. I, I would. I mean, I would. I would have said Blackest Night. So similar, but same vein. Oh, I got a good one. Bill Mantlow. Oh shit! Um, Hulk, Incredible Hulk. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Before Ron, before Micronauts, Incredible Hulk. Uh, well, I, I, I would have said Micronauts. I gotta say Ron. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. At least nobody said Alpha Flight. That's cool. Uh, it, that was done under duress. Here, here is an easy one. Because there kind of really is only one answer. Although no, Vince might screw it up. Uh, Will Eisner, Spirit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's like all I think of when I think that's of pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> J- I thought... Jason said, "Drops, drops the avenue." <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say, "Contract with God." No. <laughs> yeah, really. No, it's not. <laughs> so that's some boring ass shit, actually. Father of the graphic novel. They should. I was just gonna say they should insert father of the boring graphic novel. Yeah, it's true. All right, how about this? Olivia Coppel. Oh, Olivia Coppel. Uh, House of M. Mm, I gotta say Wolverine. Okay, I would have said Thor. Ah, that's, I knew it. I knew it. I thought his Wolverine in in House oh, of I got, M. Oh, I knew who the next one was gonna be. So go ahead, get around. Let's go get around to it. Very distinctive. <laughs> Hmm. Wow. Okay, I'll throw a character out. Um, Doctor Strange. Paul Smith. Dormammu. Ooh, I would have said Ditko. 
So I think of Ditko, I think of Doctor Strange, but you give me Doctor Strange. Um, Darwin Cook. Oh, Jesus. Parker. Thank you. Bat- Batman. New Frontier. Wow, really? No, just Batman in general. Huh. That's cool. Jerome Opeña. Uh, Uncanny X-Force. Nothing really comes to <gasps> mind when you say Opeña. Oh, my God. I, I would say, no, I would that's, say that's, Thor's, Thor's hammer. That's, oh, that's because, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of Roland. Roland yeah, was not, yeah, I was just to say, no one said Roland. You're up, Vince. Um... Beyonder. Jerry Curl. Uh, the best. <laughs> See, this is weird because somebody says Beyonder, I think Jim Shooter. Yeah, yeah. Love. Uh, Steve Rude. Oh, come on. The Moth. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Next. My blink sketch. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, my God. Dick on the table right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is going to be fun. John Cassidy. Mm, planetary. <laughs> um, What was the X-Men? Uh, astonishing. Astonishing X-Men. Mine would have been Regression. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. Dude. Oh, but you, you would have been fine. We're calling fucking John Byrne delusional, but yeah, he's true. No, I said self. No, for Byrne, mine would have been robotics. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I would have been Roger two thousand. That's sad. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's keep it topical. How about Red Wolf? Uh, Ohatmu for me. Okay. Oh. I would have said John Basima. Well, that's my. That is a good one, but yeah, no, I, I, I would think, uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing that entry in the, in the handbook. Oh, can I go twice? Cause I got a real no. good one. No, you can wait your turn. Mm. So I'm going to say, since that's who Vince thought of, John Bushima. Avengers. Conan. Avengers. Conan. Avengers. Avengers. My real, my real original art is a Busema Avengers page. It's got a, that's, that's my most, uh, Avenger, uh, Busema Avengers and, Davis Excalibur, my and and Burn Alpha Flight are my three Ooh. attainable. They're my three attainable Grail original right. pages. Yeah, he was better on Conan. Um, well, again, I'm not, saying, say, I'm not saying you're wrong because he actually liked doing that stuff better. That's what I'm saying. He was more comfortable on. But Conan. for what it's worth, and you probably know this, it is infinitely more difficult and expensive to acquire his Avenger stuff than this is Conan stuff. Well. The big name characters come with the big name. I'm just figures. saying, like you can get a you can get a Busema Conan page for a couple hundred bucks. You can't, you cannot get a Busema Avengers page unless it's like some one with like a Quinjet and Henry Peter Gyrick, and that's it for less than two two grand. And that's that's the low end. That's the like that's if you're really not. So, someday. Whose turn it is? I said Bushema. So, oh, Jason. Sorry. Um, okay. Um, let's go with um, Alpha Flight. Oh. Vindicator. I get a 12 in my mind yeah. when you say Alpha Flight because that was the issue mm-hmm. that, that, that is, really yeah. stirred it all up. Right. So, yeah, 12. And when I say Vindicator, it's it's James. It's not Vindicator 2. Right, right. 
Here's here's a very good one. I want to see what y'all come up with for this one. Peter David. Uh, Sin Eater. Um, Hulk, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I'd have to say Hulk. That too. is a good one. That is a good one. But I, I think it's Death of Gene DeWolf. And then after that, Hulk's first thing in Aquaman came to mind right after that. Aquaman's a good <laughs> one. So is X Factor. Why are you laughing, Vince? It's a fucking Aquaman. I love that series. Oh, it was good like, enough for Will Pfeiffer. Yeah. No, it was... <laughs> Dude, you gotta lay me out like that. That is cold. I love Aquaman, but I don't automatically associate Peter David with Aquaman. I, I would go X-Factor. I would go Dark Tower before I, I went Aquaman. He's just trying to throw DC some love. Yeah, they, they need it. So then uh, I am going to say you can either pick... Either of his, uh, either of his names, but I'm going to throw Christopher Priest out there. Oh, come on, you know, I'm gonna say Black Panther. Me too. Nice! My shit, dude. It's our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, do do Okay, how's about Mike Huddleston? Uh, Butcher Baker. Yeah. Even though I like what I've seen on the strain, but yeah, it's Butcher Baker. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a pretty, um, pretty much of a no-brainer. How about Sal Basima? Uh, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Um, Inker. Or, that's a good one. I, or, or Incredible Hulk. I gotta say Rom again. Okay. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I could have said Hulk. I say rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, here's an easy one. Okay. Norm Bray Fogle. Na 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 Batman. Yeah, same. Surprised you didn't go with life with Archie. Yes. No. Nice. Uh, let's see. How's about? All right, how about uh, Jason Aaron? Oof, uh, Thor. <laughs> um, no, no, for me, it, it, I would think um, I, uh, Punisher. Wow, scalp for me. Because yeah, I only read the first trade. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, okay. Southern Bastards, though. Tim Sale. Batman. Um... Marvel Color. <laughs> See, in, in a similar vein, I would say uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of crazy, Frank Miller. <laughs> Legend. Master. One word. Daredevil. Just one word. Yeah. Yeah. Daredevil. I gotta say Batman. Mm-hmm. You just say Batman. I was gonna say Batman. there's a there's a tie between Batman and Holy Terror, but I will say it's Batman. the same thing. <laughs> it is. It freaking is. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's funny because you read it. All right, go ahead, Jay. Shut up. It's good. <laughs> Damn, you are cold. All right, how about this, uh, Alex Ross? Um, mm. <laughs> Supposed to be right off the top of your head, people. Not cold. I mean, Covers, yeah, but yeah. no, that's lame. Um, uh, well, that was for uh, the, the game. Yeah, covers. The game is the covers. first thing that comes to mind. So cover, yeah. cover artist. Mine would have been Marvel, but 
See, I think I prefer his work on Kingdom Come over Marvel's, but I, I like the Marvel's story more than Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. If I didn't say covers, the first thing out of my, my mouth would have been Astro City. That's cool. That's, that's mm-hmm. the one book I always associate with Alex. That Ross. would be my answer for Brett Anderson, though. Yeah. I would have said uh, Salad and Annie. <laughs> huh? Because that's his dealer. That's his art dealer. Oh. That's weird. Why is it that, bro? How about, is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Nova. Oh, man. That's uh, Marv Wolfman. Um, Richard Ryder. I would say John Basima. Yeah. Really, not Sal? No, didn't uh, John do the very first Nova cover? I looked at that thing forever. Oh, the cover was maybe. It, was it John or was it Sal? Huh? Well, Sal did the interiors. Oh well. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Sweeney Todd. Uh, in, uh, uh, inaccessible. Sandman. Oh, <laughs> or Sandman. Same, same thing. I think you would have said American Gods, though. You love that book. I do. No, yeah, I know. For me, it would definitely be American Gods because I still haven't gotten, fortunately, the milk. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. It's Jason's mm-hmm. turn, though. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Peter Pete Bag. Hate. Hate. All right. That wasn't as fun as I thought it would be. Go ahead, Ben. Scotty Young. <laughs> Human Torch. <laughs> oh, you're going back. <laughs> nah, I'm just right. <laughs> that was for you, Scotty. Um, you say Night Thrasher. This is Daryl. Nah, I'm just... <laughs> uh, crack myself up. Uh, no, Oz. Oz would be my real answer. By the way, Oz was the first original page of original art I ever bought. That's awesome. No kid. Yep. Bought it See, at uh, Super Show, Vince, when you and I went to Super Show and Marty made you leave early. Oh. And <laughs> his mother-in-law fell down the steps. Oh, that's not my... Yeah, wow. that's not good. Um, see, I would have say, when I think Scotty Young, I think transformed. Or some kind of transformation or, or, or realization of, of character because we, Scotty used to be totally different uh-huh. in the past. Uh-huh. And, and that's what immediately struck. I mean, I, the guy is an amazing talent at what he does, right. but the thing that I've carried with me all these years is Scotty transformed himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did. It, it's, I mean, I, I was tempted to say Renee, but it would, it would be boss and then, um, it was, it's, he is, he is one dude who I am and he, he listens to the show, so it's, I'm not, but it, it's, and I, I would tell you guys this off the air, but he is, and I've told Vince, but, but he is one dude who I have done a complete 180 on. Not, not specifically art wise, but, but as a person, as an actual individual, I've, I've done a 180 on Scotty and, and I love the dude. Right. You finally came around to the bright side. I did, yeah. I, I finally wised up. So maybe we should end it on that. Yeah, let's do That's that. Right. Cool. Smashing. I don't oh, suppose. I, oh, go ahead. No, 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 birthday go ahead. Boy. No, birthday boy, you go ahead. No, I was just, I was, did it, I, I, I wanted, I, I was, I was going to get back to the stuff we were reading. So, I mean, if you wanted yeah. to wrap it up. No, I was too. Um, I was, I was wrong with two particular books. Yep. Happens a lot. Uh, it does. It happens more than a lot. Uh, 
Whereas I thought in We Are Robin that the person behind the scenes and, and getting our sidekicks together uh, may have been Jason Todd, which of course it can't be because he's in the future being Batman Beyond. Uh, it was revealed in the third issue who actually is doing this. Um, and if you're a Batman fan, you know this particular character is a really good actor. So it makes sense in that regard. So I'm cool with, unlike in Renew Your Vows, I'm cool with being wrong in this case. Uh, because it makes sense for the story and it, and it absolutely works. And, and kudos to, um, Lee Bermejo for, for actually working that mystery angle. And, mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate it. I, I think it, there are a lot of characters and I don't know who all the Robins are. And I don't know if you're supposed to just because there are so many of them. It's, it's a little confusing and things are moving really, really quickly, but it is a, um, it's, there's a lot of, action going on everybody looks different everybody looks great corona's art is fantastic uh it's just there's there's a lot to take in and and i think there's it's almost like information overload and um the mystery now that that's been solved as far as who's basically pulling the strings and and where we're going from here things might even out a little bit but i i thought the first three issues were were pretty good i um like I said, not knowing anything about uh, the characters except for being introduced to the main guy we met in the first issue. Mm-hmm. We were introduced to him during um, during the uh, Snyder Capullo Batman arc before Bruce Wayne went away. Um, that's where we first meet this kid. But it's it it was um, as, as far as me being wrong, I, I uh, it was good stuff. I I, I would I would. I would recommend the uh the first three issues of this because you know I it's easy enough to to it's a good jumping on point. It's easy enough to go in blind and and kind of just take it as it comes, but just keep in mind that there um there are neat little things as far as like text messages and stuff like that where it it's telling you who all the characters are, but there are still a lot of characters. There's a lot of red and green and yellow going on, but it's a uh it's it's easy to make out. It's just fast paced and, uh, overflowing with characters. I got to let everyone in on a little bit of how the sausage is made here, here at 11 o'clock comics. Um, usually late Tuesday, early Wednesday, we kind of message each other with what we've read Mm -hmm. for the upcoming episode. Jason and I sometimes overlap but there's one person who always stands out, and it's David, because he'll have eh, a couple Marvel, maybe an image thing in there, but he's the only one who's actually reading DC. <laughs> and and it, it sticks out like a th- sore thumb because it'll be like Batman or, or We Are Robin or something else, or, or, or Superman. Uh, D- David, he's a diehard. He will not let them go. Well, especially since the, the We Are Robin, it... it just started it's it's been three issues the superman stuff um i read whole non fast i read 43 and because i like i like aaron cooter i figure i like greg pack superman wonder woman is i think the best of the bunch of of this current depowered superman that i'm reading um i like the story in 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 action but superman 
is supposed to be the flagship and that's the one that, you know, you're finding out why he's been outed. And, and basically Lois did drop the bomb because right before, um, the, the bad guy, uh, could tell the world that Superman is Clark Kent. Lois beat him to it because Superman was, was strapped into a chair. Couldn't, if, if he fought back, then, uh, then the secret would be revealed. And so Lois wanted to take that power away from, from the big bad. And, uh, Clark was kind of pissed at her because it wasn't her secret to tell. And he feels he would have figured a way out of it without resorting to having to have it be given up. And, uh, so there's the friction there. So we know why Lois did what she did. Uh, why Clark is a little miffed. But I'm still a little lost on the timeline of things, and I'm guessing that that by this time, by the time the arc ends in Superman, it will circle back around to everything that we've seen in Action Comics and the rest of the the Superman tie-in books. But um, you're right; I, I wanted to see where it was going with it because it. I think I've read go, going back to to the old Silver Age stuff. And then at the end of the Bronze Age with whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow and then Burns reboot. And then after Burn left and you had the other guys, I really didn't read much of the red and blue Superman, but, um, it was goofy fun. I know it was, it was there. For, I was there for, you know, we, we all read the beginning of the new 52. So I got to see the beginning of that Superman. I don't very, I didn't read anything about the Flashpoint Superman. I've read just about every version of Superman, even Elseworlds, most of the Elseworlds. So this was just me trying to see how much of this version of, of a Superman I, I could, I could get behind. And it, it, it's interesting. Yeah. In terms of Elseworlds, whenever you say that, um, whenever the word Elseworlds is thrown into a conversation, everyone has their favorite and it's usually the same book. Like when I say Batman, Elseworlds, what do you think? Oh, Red Rain. Really? That, that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. The one that I would probably read again is Gotham by Gaslight. Right. See, that's the one, that's when I think, and many people think of that. Like I, you said Superman Elseworlds, Red I immediately, Red Sun, right. yeah. Which is, which up for a very long time, up until, well, Actually, there was something that Mark Miller wrote recently that I kind of dug, but that was pretty much my favorite Mark Miller work, even over Ultimates, just because I thought that was over the top for the sake of being over the top. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and I do have a little bit of information. It was neither Sal nor John Basima that did the cover to Nova Number One. John Byrne? It was actually Rich Buckler and Joe Sinnott. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yep. We should ask him in New York. See if he remembers and good man. The, uh. He'll blow us off again. The, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I just, I wanted to see if what I liked about the character and if, if it would have a, uh, any staying power with me. I don't know if I'll continue to read Superman after this arc is done. Uh, I might stick with Superman Wonder Woman because the, um, Wonder Woman's been doing her own investigating while Superman went to go talk to, uh, President Obama, Wonder Woman's going to, um, meet up with all of Clark's supporting cast, uh, that, that's being in prison. So she breaks them out of prison 
and and you see them all being interrogated and and uh like like his old school teacher and she she's like he it always looked like he was never really paying attention in class but all those um bathroom passes have finally been explained and mm-hmm. you know it, 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 was, it was very well done and i thought the uh and it turns out that it's actually Wonder Woman doing the questioning and she's using her lasso to, to cool. find out. So it was, it was an, and, and Maki's art is absolutely fantastic on, on Superman Wonder Woman. Superman Batman, uh, I'm not really loving because I think Gordon is Batman and the Batman book is fine. Mm-hmm. But the interaction with, um, between Jim in the suit and the new Superman, it, it, there's not, there's just, there's a lot of butting heads. It, it, and not really for fun, but Vince would probably enjoy the last issue because Aquaman shows up. I like Aquaman. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm still, because I just, I'm not, I'm not looking for excuses or just, I, I, I don't like talking shit about something if I have no experience with it. Well, that's yeah. admirable. So if, if I'm not going to just blanketly say, well, I, I, I read one thing three years ago, so I know it still sucks. I, you know, at, at least back it up. I, I did. I, um, I watched, uh, the, um, why the hell can I think of it? Is it Gods and Monsters? The, the, the Justice League cartoon that Jason recommended a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Um, which, you know, between that and, and I think I, I, I said online between that movie, and and the the Dark Knight three announcement. It's great that DC is still utilizing the Elseworlds books and mm-hmm. their own concept. And this this was because even though Jason pretty much gave the rundown on the movie, um, it there was still a lot to it that I I kind of did a double take at times because yeah, it's not you know we don't know Bruce Wayne, but you know at least Ray Palmer's in it. Uh, briefly, you have, um, the, the metal men show up. I mean, it was great seeing some characters that are familiar to us, but there weren't, um, it was, it was a great movie for the, uh, for old DC fans. I, I, like Jason didn't know that Harry Langstrom was his man back. Whereas here it's right. just yeah, yeah. It's a Bruce Wayne analog. Whereas you know you watch it, if, if Vince watched it, or someone who's just been around, there's oh snap that that's great and and it's yeah, it was it was cool seeing you know Mexican Superman. It was um, the uh, Wonder Woman is is straight from the fourth world and and is not Wonder Woman. She she's you know I almost thought it was it was Big Barda until they actually dropped the names, but it was it. It's a neat movie and you get a lot more out of it if you're familiar with, with the older characters. Right. Um, How's the animation? It's, it's straight out of Batman animated series. It's That's what I said, dude. It's straight through Tim, yeah. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get this. And it's, good. it's, good. it's violent and, and it's bloody and, uh, it's, it's not all ages, but I, no, no, no. I would, I would recommend it. It, it, it was good stuff. So, um, you know, I don't, you know, it's not, I, I just, I'm so tired of hearing, you know, just the whole, you know, why you guys keep shitting on DC. We, I, it's just, it, it's, I, if you've been listening for any length of time, nobody is just shitting 
on DC just mm-hmm. to say, you know, uh, fuck them because no. we're reading where we're, we're enjoying the secret wars. You know, we, we've just been, we try it and, and if it doesn't stick, then, then we move on. But that yeah. doesn't mean, you know, once, once we stop reading it, we don't go back and talk shit about it. But uh, if yes, I mean, like, like Vince was saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give certain things a shot. I, I wasn't really thrilled with, um, with the new Black Canary book. So I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I I flipped through it and I love the art. Oh, I love oh, it. Yeah, the, the art's art. fantastic. Yeah. But I mean, she's uh, you know, it, it's like you know, Black Canary's a Joan Jett or she's she's, you know, and it's I I already read Dazzler and I just mm-hmm. don't. There's just some things that that don't connect with me, and and that's absolutely fine. But I'm not going to talk shit about Black Canary because I'm not reading it. Mm-hmm. Right. I re- I really enjoyed Prez. See we'll, that we'll, I didn't we'll read. Pfeiffer. I didn't read that yeah. yet. Pfeiffer said, "Hey." Check that out. And I was like, ah, oh, right. I read like I think three issues. It's good. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll I talk will, about I will it. Read it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll maybe it. next week. But um, one of the things I I, uh, I teased last week, and I want to see, um, I want to hear both your opinions on the matter, because you're familiar with the book, but you haven't read it for um, any length of time. But uh, remember, when I was talking about Savage Dragon. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. In issue 200, there was a, um, there was a sexual, uh, escapade right. between the, ma- the main characters. Mm-hmm. And it, it turns out everybody's pregnant now. Angel's pregnant. Maxine's pregnant. If, if you read Savage Dragon, okay, spoilers. If you're not caught up, I should have said that before, but spoilers. So, um, one of the things, uh, once Malcolm hears that, that Angel's pregnant, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is his, not his real sister, but anyway, um, is, is that like, hey, I'm an alien and you have no, um, idea what happens to my people's women once they give birth. I mean, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're in physical danger here, mortal danger by carrying this child. So he's like, you should definitely get an abortion. Well, as of Savage Dragon 205, that's exactly what Angel does. Mm-hmm. She she gets an abortion. And um, it's in keeping with Eric Larson's organic approach to storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he allows things to, to take their course. And uh, I'm sure he deliberates many different outcomes for the, his various uh, plot threads. But yes, Malcolm and Angel are teenagers. Malcolm just graduated from high school. Right. Teenage, teenagers do experiment with sex. Come on, it's a given, right? But the thing that gets me is that Malcolm's advice to Angel actually condemns him, where he says, you don't know what's going to happen because it, it, births uh, among my race are very violent. Um, the, the mother ends up dying mm-hmm. in most cases. So why would you engage in sex unprotected that's just stupid it's it's stupid so to me what eric larson has done is not explore a a storyline that that's in you know it's a it's a hot topic these days with with children exploring sex but what he's he hasn't done that as much as render his main characters as as stupid children Mm mm-hmm so if that was your goal, Eric, and I, I'm sure it wasn't, but, you know, if that was what you were shooting for, then mission accomplished. Because Malcolm and Angel, to me now, are are just dumb kids. 
And, and I, you know me, I've read every one of the 206 issues. Sure. I've followed, even the miniseries. I love Eric Larson's work. Mm-hmm. But, and, and Papa Dragon has, has messed up in the past. But he was an adult. Where, so now you have a teenager who admittedly realizes that he's not like everybody else. And she, even Angel's superpower too. So she engages in this tryst, unprotected, and then to to destroy a life because you were just too lazy or stupid right. enough to protect yourself. It just renders these characters as dumb, mm-hmm. moronic, in, in my opinion. I don't know how he's going to bounce back from this. I, yes, I'll still keep buying it. But, I mean, do you feel the same way? Well, it, for me, this is purely abstract. I mean, I like in the sense that... Based on the way you're describing it, I absolutely do. I, but I, I have so so little attachment to the characters and so little context that I I don't really have a strong feeling about it one way or the other. I mean, but, but based on how you're describing it, yeah, it makes, I could see why that would sort of irk you. Kids mess up. I mean, teen pregnancies again. It's a hot button topic, mm-hmm. and it happens. But when you are capable of of leveling, a you know, a skyscraper. Right. You don't, you just, you gotta use a little bit of, of foresight mm-hmm. and, and plan. And it's just like, I, 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 I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It, 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 it is one of those issues that on, like, much like the body bags issue that David loves mm-hmm. to, to, to bring up. Um, it, it just, it stuck with me because there was a life loss that didn't have to happen. But if we're going to bring up the body bags thing, Okay. That life was pretty much already gone. Because oh, because mom mom snorts coke, mom mom mm-hmm. mom does the drugs, daddy deals and it mm-hmm. he, like 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 my man said, Clownface is like I I put I put that kid out of his if the kid wasn't already dead, I put it out of its misery. So Right. But but yes, I mean that's still that's an image that sticks with you and that's like this is an adult taking a life, a life that had absolutely nothing to do with the situation it was thrust into. And, and it was, it was to prove a point. It was Jason Pearson going like, this guy gives zero fucks. And right. I, I know. See, but I'm the, I'm of the opinion, like say the baby was born and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was bad off. Right. It's the old time travel paradox or the butterfly effect. Now, what if that child wasn't born? What what if it was born and someone encountered that child who right? What if that child grew up it, to cure cancer, or maybe right? But maybe this the the fact that this child was seriously disabled and in a, in a very bad way alerted someone to the fact that hey, your life's not on the right course. Mm-hmm. It, it could have saved the lives of or or the the well being of possible future children. See, there's a reason for for every. I, I hate to, I'm not going to bring religion into it, but okay. there's always that possibility that a life could alter, significantly alter other lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's inevitable, really. It's not just a possibility. It's inevitable, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that that was, that child was snuffed out, there may have been people that benefited from, and I'll be honest, that child's pain, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the fact that the dragons, we don't even know if it was Malcolm's child. Angel's baby was snuffed out. That could have been, you know, if if she died giving birth. Well, you know what? That's the price you pay for being friggin' stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I, I just this issue gave me it gave me a lot. Maybe that was Eric's 
um, gold. It was give us something to, on which to chew. But I'm just saying, it doesn't cast Malcolm and Angel in a good light with me. And that saddens me because, God, I love Eric's stuff. I don't know. Food for thought, I guess. Read the issue in any case. Um, it, it's even, un, it's almost underplayed, which was even more disturbing. Hmm. Like Angel, Angel was distraught, but she wasn't like, she wasn't tore all tore up, you know. Right, she had it yeah. done, and she's just like, "Did I make the right decision? Did I not?" You know, every I'm sure every mother who who engages in that has those those doubts and and, and deliberations on on things. But it was almost like, yeah, she had an abortion. I don't know. I don't. I pretend not to feel, but anything involving children really peaks it's true. my. Yeah. It re- it really it, it st- stirs my emotions. So I don't know. There you go. Savage Dragon two hundred five is the issue in question. That's cool. Read it or don't. Yeah. We have anything else before we uh, bring the wagon train home? Well, I just I I I, I don't. Again, I'm assuming since this stuff all came out today and, and you guys didn't have a lot of time, I, you know, have you have read East of West number 20? No. I am, a, I, I'm, it hurts me to say that mm. I am a few issues behind on East of West. Yeah, well, let, let me just say that, uh, that, that it's been a few months and oh my god, it, it, it's, it was so fucking good. Ah, oh, the, the issue was so good. I, I, I'll tell you, Dragata is just, he's like a, it's, he's, I'm like the Cobra and he's the Snake Charmer. I mean, when I when I look at his stuff, I just completely get lost in the world. I, I just think it's so distinctive. It's just I don't know. I think the guy is just he's he's reached a, a pinnacle of his career, and we're seeing it on the page. Um, there's such a graphic design element to what he does, but not at the expense of the storytelling. Like not for the sake of it being just static. It's it's uh, it's hard to describe because I'm not an artist, but that's how I feel about it when I look at it. And um, this is really an issue that focuses on uh, one of the background characters that um, becomes to the forefront. It's, uh, it's focused on Doma, who is the uh, Gal Friday to the president, if you remember. She's the girl kind of looks okay. like Domino. Actually, yes. she's got the white skin and the, and the, and the, the, the she's got two black, you know, black eyes, black lipstick, short black hair. Very much like Domino, actually. It's probably why I dig her. But this is an issue about Doma and her, her arc, and she takes quite a, a stunningly, a stunning turn for the arc. And it also, um, it broaches the ongoing, um, feeble negotiations between the, uh, People's Republic of China and, um, uh, and the, the, the Indian nation. Um, so it's, it's just so good, man. I mean, talk about world building. I just, oh God, I love this book yeah. so much. You know, you were trying to describe it. I, I definitely think Dragata is a, a a child of Steve Rude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and that kind of facility or, or, or ability only comes with being extremely versatile in your craft. I mean, he, mm-hmm. yes, it's a classical approach. The, all the lines are in the right place, mm-hmm. but more importantly, with uh, Dragata, it's what he leaves out that that just. I mean, the guy's amazing. Yeah, he. He he, a minimal amount of lines, and he, every one of them is is in the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. I think the guy's incredible. Oh, he's so good, dude. Yeah, you're it's right. It's ridiculous, and it's it's designed too. It's not just. I mean, you can draw and still suck at comics. Yeah, 
if, if you can't compose a panel oh, or, or, or a page, I, come on. I have something I wanted to mention before you do our travels. I, th- I think oh, I yeah. sent it to you guys on the, on the chats. Um, there was a study done recently, uh, a very comprehensive study about the state of podcasting. Oh, yeah. And it looked at thousands of podcasts. And there were some really fascinating metrics in there. But, you know, look, it's no secret it's difficult for us to, com- to compare ourselves to anyone else because, A, everybody lies about the numbers. B, the numbers are private. It's the only people that know their numbers actually are the people's is, is yourself, right? We, we know our numbers. We don't actually know anybody else's numbers. But it's just reading this study where they did all this meta-analysis, it, it's, it's just really hammers home the um, some, some interesting things about the industry. First of all, the industry is growing gangbusters. Um, but it's definitely a stars and planets thing where show, some shows gain critical mass, but most do not. And um, the average show's lifespan is six months. Wow. Before it fades. And they define, in the study, I post a link, in the study they define like what they mean by fade, but I think they mean um, you have to have had at least an episode per month for them to consider it active. So that's not a very high hurdle. And the average podcast goes uh, dark after after six months. Um, but what it gets very interesting is they did some also meta-analysis about popularity and feedback. The average podcast, and they surveyed several thousand, has zero ratings on iTunes. Zero. <laughs> what? Yep. Of the 26% that have at least one rating, so only one out of four have any rating whatsoever, the average of those 20, so the top quarter of all podcasts, the average number of ratings for those shows, seven. Oh, man. And so I bring that up because even though we ask every week for ratings and reviews and, and admittedly, we don't get as many now as we did when we were ramping because most people have already left us one. We have in the U.S. alone, if I'm not mistaken, it's over 500 ratings. Do we not? I think it's um, it's over 400. I don't know if it's five. Okay, I thought it was close, but either way, we're either right about or close to 500 ratings. Now I don't know where the upper band is because I'm sure shows like Marin and the ESPN shows and stuff have maybe thousands. But my point is, thanks to the listeners, because even though we'd love for you to see another 10, 20, 30 ratings and reviews each week, and and we don't see that. It's clear that from a feedback and a, and a, and a ratings reinforcement perspective, we have a kick-ass listener base because we're way up at the top. We're certainly in the top decile, if not even higher. So hat, yeah. you hand clap to them for the support they give us. And, um, before you continue, yeah. I just want to give a, sh- a shout out to Anderson Carmen. Okay. Uh, he left us an iTunes review and he says he, he listens to us when he's making art. Oh, cool. So, so Anderson, keep it up. Keep awesome. at it. Awesome. There, we we're here for you. That's great. Yeah, that, that it just it just res- resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's it. I mean, again, the study's interesting. There's all kinds of other metrics about um, the, the the most crowded subgenres, the least crowded, um, uh, the the percent, the percentage that are have um, have mature ratings or whatever it is. The, oh, is it is it M for mature? I don't know. It's explicit E for explicit. Expl- yeah, right, I think right, it's yeah. less than twenty percent of podcasts are explicit. Um, and, and the non-explicit ones tend to be more popular, um, which I can understand that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really any way you stack it up, it's, it's, it, we joke a lot about how the best thing we have going for us is that we show up, but there really is a lot of validity to that because oh, far is. and away the most popular shows are those that put out at least two episodes a month and do so consistently beyond a year. And you, you and then from there there's, there's a lot of sustainable growth. So, 
Um, you know, we, we may be winging it, but we're doing something right. But more importantly, our listeners are doing a lot right for us to give us support. Yes. So much love. And with all that in mind, uh, based on how many listeners we do have, and we're very flattered with, we have lots. There are many, 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 many thousands of you that still have not uh, rated or reviewed the show. So if you are so inclined, it really does matter and it means a lot and we would love it. So do it for David's birthday. Give for David a reals. present. Yeah. If you, if you, you know, if you love David, I'm sure there's like two <laughs> or three. Out there. Yeah. Yes. No, just throw David a bone and leave us an iTunes review in, in honor of David's birthday. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool. That would be the dope scene, yo. Yeah. We're all stars in the dope show. Um, if you want to get your comics at rock bottom prices, there's really only one place to go. Mm-hmm. Where that? Oh, you know where it is. Discount Comic Book Service. Oh, DCBService.com. Get this. Carver from Z2 Comics. 50% off. $2.19. Oh, I'm sorry. 45% off. $2.19. The Return of the Master. Dark Knight 3. Master Race, see Master in the title, Master in the person. You can get it for either, depending on which flavor you choose, uh, $2.99 or $6.49. Either way, you're getting 50% off the cover price. And the Panic EC Archives from Dark Horse, legends on the pages here. And I'm not, there's no hyperbole there. These men are legends. Jack Davis, Joe Orlando, uh, Basil Wolverton, Bill Elder, Wally Wood, $49.99 cover price, your price. $24.99. Please remember to visit comicbase.com. Pick up yourself a program. Uh, comicbase11 is the code, 15% off. In your travels. Um, I've been dumping on this magazine for quite a while because, quite honestly, it has not lived up to its pedigree. But I am very, very pleased to say that issue 276... Mm -hmm is a return to greatness for the venerable Heavy Metal magazine. Cool. Get this. Enki Bailao is in here. Uh, Frazado. Uh, let's see. Matt Moven, Scott Duvall, uh, Paul Kirshner, uh, J.K. Woodward's in here. Mm -hmm. But But more importantly, issue 276 marks the very first appearance within the pages of Heavy Metal... Of Jack Kirby. Nice. Wow. And uh, if you were curious about the Lords of Light um, slash Argus uh, story, mm -hmm. they lay it all out in here along with some of Jack's art for um, the Lords of Light. Now, they're also releasing a uh, portfolio, heavy metal, of Jack's uh, recolored Lords of Light work. So there's a, re there's a method behind their madness, but I got to say this issue of heavy metal is amazing and uh Very cool yeah good going on whoever the the publisher now is it's not kevin eastman um it, it it's it's great stuff mm -hmm. so um cover price is 7.95 well worth it over 100 pages mm -hmm. of great art great storytelling let's make this a trend heavy metal keep it up <laughs> seriously very nice um in your travels, it's the the end of the end of an era, the end of the volume, um, the end of Wade and Somney's and Wilson's Daredevil. 
Um, issue 18 ended strong and the, the whole volume started strong. And I think, well, minus, I think the original sin issue, uh, or issues, I, I believe Sami drew everything. Um, but you know, this, this, this volume one started off with, with Matt and, um, and Miss McDuffie out West, uh, practicing law, starting a law firm. Uh, we find out that, uh, spoilers from the end of the previous volume that Foggy Nelson is still alive. Uh, but it is kept secret by Matt and, uh, and Kirsten. So the public at large does not know that Foggy is still alive. However, some of Matt's enemies do find this out as the series continues. This last issue continues from, um, well, continues from the beginning of the, of the volume when uh, the Shroud shows up, but continues and concludes the the recent storyline where um, Wilson Fisk all of a sudden gets involved in Matt's life again, and they strike a deal, um, which of course Wilson had other things in mind while making this deal. And Matt had an idea that the Kingpin would not stay true to his word 100%. Uh, there were some, there was an old character who shows back up and it, it really does end extremely well. And, and Matt, Matt is writing his autobiography. Actually, Foggy is ghost writing it, but, uh, Kirsten's father is a publisher, is a book publisher and is involved in it and, uh, wrote Matt a very sizable check. And if Matt reneged on a deal, then, uh, I'm sure her father would have no problem suing Matt, but it, it is, it's without going too far astray. It's a, uh, it, it's a very strong ending. It, it, it works really well. It, it's a, uh, it was a natural progression from, from where everything started. It is a, it, it was a fantastic volume. It's, it's not so, um, heavy. It's not weighed down by anything that Miller or Nascenti or Chichester or anybody mm-hmm. wrote before this. This was, this, Wade has a fantastic, I said before that, that Mark Wade has a great handle, fantastic handle on Matt Murdock and, and Daredevil and his supporting cast. Uh, this definitely proves that. And if you just, you know, I just want to read a little bit of Daredevil. I don't, I don't want to know, you know, what he did way back when. I don't care about Turk or Josie's bar or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can definitely read the Wade stuff and, and, be satisfied. Even if you go back to the previous edition, pre- previous run that, that Wade kicked off, uh, which had art by, uh, Rivera and Martine, and then eventually, uh, Chris Omni came on board, but it's a, uh, this is fantastic 18, 19 issues counting the half issue, which was an anniversary, but it definitely recommended. I, uh, can't say enough about it. it it's, I will probably buy, a, a Wade Omnibus hardcover collection of, of this run. It's, nice. it's not Miller's stuff. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't compare it 
to Miller, but it, it's still some fantastic Daredevil stuff. Now, um, in order to drag this um, out as long as possible, because I love y'all and basically I have no friends, <laughs> how, how would you rate, how would you rank the various, not talking visually, I'm talking writers, how would you rank the writers um, over Daredevil's history? In what order? I'm not the ones that immediately spring to mind. How would you rank them? Mm-hmm. Well, Miller first. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I would I I think Nascenti. Oh wow! Really? And yeah, and, I agree with David. And, so far, and then Wade. Y'all just went off the rails. <laughs> Dude, no that that Ramita Junior and Williams stuff. Come on. Well, listen, it's, I, ama- I, it's I, amazing. I like the Nascenti stuff, but but y'all are crazy to to put that over for Breaker or Bendis. It's you're insane, actually. No, it's and it, Wade too. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 we're Wade, not. Wade, Wade, Wade Brubaker and Bendis are Bendis, all better than yeah. Brubaker, nah, I disagree. Brubaker relies. Brubaker had some had some pretty cool stories, and 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 he did what he did with Miller, and I was happy about that. But it it relied on the Bendis stuff that came before it, and the Bendis stuff. Was really, really good. And, and some will say, you know, it, it may have dragged on it. The Bendis stuff was good, but to me, it was definitely not as good as Nascenti. And, and I would put Wade before the Bendis stuff, I think. Let's be totally honest. Everything after Miller, with the exception of Anne Nascenti, is in debt to Miller. Everything after Daredevil. Maybe not Wade, but everybody else. Brubaker, Bendis. Nocenti stuff, it's unique. It is unlike, it's unlike anything that came before or after. It's amazing, actually. I love it. Look, I, I, the type of, I love to, I mean, I vividly, I mean, that was when I was, that was when I was first reading Daredevil, but, but to me, I mean, I, I, to answer your question, it would be Miller way up at the top. I mean, like way on a perch by himself. I don't really Mm -hmm. think there's anything that really compares. And then, um, I actually would give it to Wade. I really would. I think he, he brought the characters back to life for me. This run, um, so I and again, there's recency bias there. Maybe, I mean, will I feel that way ten years from now? We'll see. But for now, I'd give it to Wade. Uh, then I'd give it to Bendis. Um, then I, uh, yeah, I think I'd give it to Brew. Then Nascenti, and then I guess Kevin Smith. The Kevin, yeah, I mean, the Kev, which again, Kevin Smith relied on on the Miller stuff and Born Again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, everybody knows that Tree of Life is the greatest Daredevil story ever told. Right? Am I, I mean, we, are we agreement? No, we're definitely not in agreement. Uh, but what's cool about Daredevil is that, I mean, all the, all the writers we've just mentioned in the, in the various, however we want to rank them, everybody, even if they've, even if they owe what they did to Miller, every writer was different and, and brought something different. You didn't have, it wasn't, it's not like, oh, it's just, he's trying to write. Miller stuff. The Bendis stuff was all, was all street level and politics and, and, you know, the mystery of the secret identity and, and, you know, making the owl uh, a badass. The Brubaker stuff was really what, what Brubaker is really good at, but in Daredevil. Um, no one's mentioning Shadowlander. Did Diggle stuff. You have the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the way, way just reminds you that he doesn't, have to be such a dark guy. Visually, he doesn't have to be dark. And there's humor in the character. The dude is blind, and he can hop off rooftops mm-hmm. and not die. And and he 
That's why I thought the cover to the relaunch of Daredevil when Wade first got on it was brilliant. Oh, with the with, with the Rivera because, stuff with the night, the yeah, be, under because, front of the eyes. Yeah, it te- it telegraphed exactly where they were going with this. Like it's not all doom and gloom with and Daredevil. it's and 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 the 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 Sonics the radar was was you know actually what was mm-hmm. um, forming the the bodies or the buildings. It was it, it was beautiful and. Uh, the Smith stuff, it was, it was witty, but it borrowed what came before it, and, and it, uh, you know. A lot of doom and gloom in the, in the Smith stuff, too. Well, that like, was, that's where we lost Karen Page. Yeah. Of the, but with the it AIDS. Was, with the AIDS, but well, then, and, 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 well, Mysterio <laughs> was messing with her, too, but it, it's, um, you know, it, there's just, you know, o, O'Neill came back and worked on the character, but, and, and Born Again was just, I, there's, there's really nothing that's, to me, that that is the more so than Bullseye versus Electra. It, it, Born Again is the dare. That's everything comes after that. There's nothing that will, as far as Daredevil. If, if, mm-hmm. if you were playing the game, you said Daredevil, Born Again. It's just that's right. that's right. it, and and everything else is after that. But it's Nascenti got to play with you know Acts of Vengeance. It was when Daredevil was kind of more tied into the Marvel universe. There's. um and it helped that, you know, Bermuda just drew Spider-Man, drew X-Men. It, it, it felt more visually. I think it felt more connected to the Marvel universe than anything that really came before. Cause uh, just, just the villains in that run, Mephisto, Ultron, yeah. like living laser. That right. stuff was nuts. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. you know, otherwise, otherwise you're stuck with, oh, you know, Thor's hammer went through someone's window. So someone's suing him. And, and that's where Matt Murdock gets involved. You know, it's just, it, otherwise, you know, what the hell? Does Daredevil or Matt Murdock have to do with the Marvel Universe? So this empty stuff was kind of tied that all together, and it was it was crazy. Uh, yeah. Crazy. So uh, all right. Well, now while we're on the subject, rank the artists of on Daredevil. Mazzucchelli. I would say Mazzucchelli before Miller. I Absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. I would definitely yeah, say Mazzucchelli yeah, first, sure. then Frank Miller, then Ramita Jr. Um, I like Lee if, Weeks because that was reminiscent of of the Romita stuff. See, I think Samney Somney's better than Weeks. Oh, absolutely! No, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss Weeks. Weeks should be on the list, but no. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah, Mazzy yeah. Kelly. I'm, it's um, Miller. yeah, it's it's Miller. It's Somney, then Romita. Ooh, are you? Oh, uh-huh. See, I, I don't know if I can go along with that. I love Somney, but. Ooh, just, I don't know. That might just be because it's still so vibrant. I and I'm still. I need right. to. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Before before New York, because the first New York Comic Con that Vince and I went to, I was buying back issues of of Grunwald and Zex Captain America, but also mm-hmm. the Ramita Junior drawn Daredevil. And I need to figure out what issues I might be missing from the Nascenti stuff because I I want to because I I read. Some of it was coming when it was coming out. I don't remember a lot of it, and I, and I want to revisit what I've read and and just read for the first time what I haven't. So, uh, and you got to put Gene Colan on the list. Oh yeah, and, and all the artists that came before. But if we're being totally honest, mm-hmm. I would put Alex Maleev on the bottom of that list. the The only thing that propelled me through Bendis's run. Mm-hmm. Was was the story visually? Ugh, I I do not like that that run at all. Mm. 
Who did the, um, it was Lark and, uh, Guadiana who did the, uh, Brubaker stuff, right? It wasn't Epting. Yeah, it was Lark. Epting. No, Epting was doing Captain America. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, Captain yeah, America. Yeah, I would put, but... I would put Lark above Malief. Right. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I would put, uh, I would put friggin' anybody above Malief. I guess so. You know, yeah, I guess so. I, 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 I you know, no. it's funny. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I was a huge fan of either Lark or Malieve. I, I, I think that's why I guess maybe I, if anything, like the, the writers kept me there, even though I wasn't in love with the art. Yeah, I would take a hundred Malieves for one um, David Mack, and you know I'm not a fan of David Mack. Yeah, that's a Bendis' boy. Yeah, I, I can't. I, no, I didn't like his run either. But Mac is definitely above Malieve. Not, you know, not to slight Malieve. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, to slight Malieve. His art just does nothing for, it's, it's too, it's too filtered. It's too much Photoshop for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Ah, that was fun. That was fun. Jason, what should they read? Um, in your travels, you should, uh, again, image theme this week. Um, but very excited for this one in particular. Um, Headlopper, number one of four. Yeah. Quarterly adventure comic. Uh, this is one of four for the tale called The Island. It, um, this is, as I noted, a quarterly book. It's gonna come out every three months. And, uh, it's by Andrew McLean, um, who we've talked about before on the show. For those that don't know, Headlopper is Andrew's longtime passion project. Um, I have backed two Kickstarters for him, for his work. He, he, he put out two, um, uh, two issues in, he, there was an original Kickstarter for the first and then a, a, a follow-up. They were uh, black and white. Well, they were gray, gray toned. Um, this is so. This first issue um, is 96 pages, and it is three three stories uh, in the three chapters in the book. The first two are the first two comics that he did by a Kickstarter, but they've been um, remastered and colored this time, so they're colored. And then with a third chapter that's new, new new content. Uh, so awesome stuff. Headlopper, for those wondering, is a gigantic Conan-like barbarian with a long white beard and long white hair. Looks somewhat like a Viking. Um, he has a gigantic sword, and he lops heads of monsters. <laughs> he lops the heads of giant, giant sea dragons. He he lops the heads of 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 uh, of a of a of a witch, a sea witch that he then carries around the head, and it talks to him, and is sort of like his crazy sidekick. And then he gets fed up with her, so he'll throw her, punt her halfway across the land, and then eventually he'll find her and pick her back up. Um, it's just super fun. Uh, it's Andrew's passion project for the fantasy realm. Um, it's uh, it's it's just a blast. And again, you're getting for five ninety nine, you're getting ninety six pages of content with some great back matter nice. and some awesome uh, pinups to go with the the, the three story arcs. Um, and by the time you're done, you'll have twelve. Story arcs in four issues and uh, over a year, which is uh, it's it's great stuff. It's yeah, it's super exciting to see him um, follow Apocalyptic Girl, his OGN this year with this book from Image. He's on a roll, and uh, I for one am looking forward to shaking his hand and congratulating him in a few weeks at New York Comic Con. Nice. Yep. Extremely jealous of Andrew McLean. Yeah. Yep. Because the guy. I mean, it seems like he did it overnight, but uh, it, we know it's not the case. But no, yeah. he, he has developed a style that is instantly recognizable. You look at one of his drawings, you know immediately that it's an Andrew McLean drawing, and it's it's 50% drawing, 50% design. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, a, he's an amazing designer. Uh, his character design is, is yeah. pretty much 
it's top notch. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it's so idiosyncratic. You know, it's to buy and I, that, 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 I want that. Yeah. Give me that right now. So. Word up. I, I co-sign that with you. Cool. So does Dave. So does David. So you almost said so does Dave. Absolutely. Birthday. That's crazy. I did never say Dave. You almost never. did. I did not. You didn't let him finish. Yeah. <laughs> he the... stepped out. Like he, he thought I was you. That's why he stopped. Oh, oh snap. Throw him on a bus. <sighs> hey, I find, I finally, finally saw Fury Road. You mentioned that. I haven't. I have yet. Yeah. Woo. I need to. It, it's a rare bird. Um, one of those instances where the hype actually undersells the final product. Mm-hmm. I was, I was completely blown away. That's impressive. I mean, you, it, what, what is impressive about this movie is that I feel like lots of different people who have lots of different tastes all gave this movie humongous props. Nobody's been, been saying anything um, bad about the movie because there basically is very, very little mm-hmm. bad about it, but there's one thing that irked me. You said there was a CGI a little bit. Yeah, the majority of the effects are all practical. Mm-hmm. For anyone who doesn't know what that means, they're all real world. There's very little CGI in the movie. But there's one scene where something comes right at you. And it's mm-hmm. the the fact that it's CGI is glaringly apparent because everything else isn't. Okay. And it, I, I, I would have taken that out were I the filmmakers. But they decided to keep it in and for whatever reason they had. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's the one, and it's maybe four frames, uh, not four frames. It's maybe four seconds. It happens very fast and it's in your face, but you can't ignore it. So that was the one scene where I'm just like, oh, man, that sucks. But the rest of it, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's really, really well done. So it's the anti-man of steel. You know, I tried to watch, um, you can't look away, really. Here's something you can look away from because I, I, you know, again, going back to, I don't want to just have, there are times where you go with your gut, you know, you see a trailer and you shouldn't, you know, judge a whole movie based on a two minute trailer, but you see a trailer and you're like, that doesn't look like something I should really spend time with. And right, that, that's why I, they exist. I should have gone with my gut. I mean, I only, I only lost like mate less than 20 minutes of my life to it, but mm-hmm. Um, as it, I pray to whatever that you hold dear, mm-hmm. that as, as, as my friends, as, as my very best friends, that you do, to promise me that you will never, ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, even your, if your kids are even like, hey, and they have to smack. Fucking remember their hand and just shove them down to the bed. I mean, they just, that's when you do the whole scared straight shit. Do not oh, let them is. watch last year's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh I they, totally they agree. The it, it's a horror show. Oh, I didn't it see it. really that, that is. I, I, that's I, right. It, that's dude, right. It's on the yeah. Netflix. It is. it is. That's why I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I, no, I, I was, I was, I was, it was Sunday night. It I was like, let me, let, let me just, you know, let me, because I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh no, that movie sucks when I didn't see it. I just saw the mm-hmm. trailer. So I'm like, all right, let me give it to, it is so fucking bad. I just, how I, long did you last? Maybe, maybe 20. I, I, I tapped out when, um, when April passed out on the rooftop. 
when when Mike is oh, like, see, oh, I no. lasted longer yeah. than that. Uh, yeah, no. Were, yeah. First of all, first of all, fucking sh- Shredder, who we don't even see in costume because we just we, we see him in practice. He's, he's got all the. He's got everybody attacking him. He's 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 on his knees. His hands are bound behind his back. He breaks one dude's arm with his with his neck. He, he, the guy like gets his get, gets his arm caught between Shredder's chin and and collarbone, and Shredder like basically just flexes and breaks mm-hmm. the guy's arm. But the Foot <laughs> Clan, the ninjas, have firearms. Yeah, it's, Why it's do you have guns? You have. I mean, the ninjas just the, the turtles. Just look all sorts of. Um, oh no, design wise, it's, it is. It's like yeah. why? Why are you so big? And then, uh, Jason, put it this way: Rob Liefeld's less talented evil clone from the nineties mm-hmm. designed Shredder. The more spikes, the oh, better. Just, yeah, just I've, I've seen, I've seen images. I know what you're talking about. It's, uh, there's no, there's no fucking way. There's no. It is, and and part of me was like, oh well, crap. Stephen Amell's going to be in the sequel. So if he's going to be Casey Jones, then then something had to have drawn him mm-hmm. to it. So all right, so yeah, the answer is a paycheck. But yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> listen, I, I'm I'm good at one franchise. Maybe I can salvage another one, but it's it is just so beyond awful. And I there was no way I, I just because I, I I was surprised it was on Netflix. We were flipping through. Cause like I told you guys, we started watching Breaking Bad finally, but we, we also watched the first episode. Damn time. You know, we, well, I started, but Renee was like, no, no, wait. So here we are a year later. And uh. I, I, uh, and we watched the first episode of Narcos. And as I was flipping through the, to see what else was available, that's when the turtles came up and I'm like, mm. Oh, okay. So that's here now. Maybe, maybe if I'm stoned and drunk and, um, you get to have a feeling in my body, I'll watch. You like the weed? I, <laughs> I, Dude. yeah, I just, I, it's, yeah. I've had it, but yeah. So bring some, uh, so the, the, oh, yeah, because I have just bags of stuff laying well, around. You? No. So the, uh, but it's, <laughs> it is, it is absolutely, yeah, no, it, it should not, it should not exist, but it should not be. And there's just, right. you, you know, you can have, and, and again, this is probably one of my beefs about, you know, man of steel. You can have, if you can adapt something and you could say, oh, okay, well, we're adapting this work. So you can call your characters, Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and, and Donatello. You can call them that. You can have their mentor and, and sensei be, be, be splinter. But just because they're named that doesn't mean they're anything like what you know. People want to see this because they're familiar with it. They don't want to see an Elseworlds Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I wanted right. to see it because I wanted to see the cartoon on Nickelodeon that I love. I wanted to see a live action version, not, not necessarily of that, but reminiscent of those characters and what they do and who they are, what they stand for. This was nothing at all like that. It, it's they they did retain some of it, like like names. Mike being being the the dumbass, yes, and you Raphael know. being the being the short tempered dude, and and yeah, right. But that's that's superficial. That doesn't define the characters. Just, that's you know, right. Which is which is my point. Just because they they have. Some trees just, oh, you know, it's Donatello. He's a dude with the gadgets and he's a smart one. It's like, okay, that, but that's not, you still have toe thumbs as April O'Neil and bringing, I just, I don't understand. Did she have work on her face? Because she looks wicked different in this movie. 
Why would you have worked on everything you, CGI? I don't know. It, she, you were okay before. Like you don't get to be going to the scalpel. I mean, you're all right. Just whatever. Maybe Brian Austin. Maybe that's why they broke up. <laughs> See, this is the deal. Like I like the. I, I I'll admit it. I love the Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not great movies, but Just they're the fun. Mark and Mark. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's not good, but it's fun. Does it now? Does it does it um follow the old stuff or is it kind of like a reboot? No, it follows. The oh, old okay, stuff. all right. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of, there's a, well, there's a lot of continuity between three and four. That's, they get you up to speed. But it's still the same universe, the same timeline, blah, blah, blah. But they're not great movies, but they're fun movies. Mm-hmm. There was nothing fun about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, not at all. No. Uh-uh. It was actually painful. Yep. Well, I think you guys have said it right there. <laughs> yeah. And buried yeah. it. And while we're on the subject, um, I gave Fear the Walking Dead two and a half hours of my time. I, I don't think I can endure any more of it. Well, that's interesting. I, I, I I've enjoyed it enough, and, and my uh, Colin's watching it with me, and he likes it a lot too. That's cool. I, I think, I mean, my brother's watching it. He's digging it. He, he, um, and when I, when I told him Vince's reaction to the pilot, you know, it, it was almost like Alex almost took so much offense that I thought he worked. On the damn thing. Hilarious. Really? Like, was, yeah. Just oh, like, God, it's he, pilots he was like, oh. I wouldn't expect everything to just be zombies. All, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, bro. It's, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. You know, it's like, I mean, it was neat seeing like the cops load up the patrol cars with water. And, and I mean, there are some things I, I like Maddie. I like Travis. And since I started watching, rewatching Deadwood, I'm, I'm really liking Maddie again, but it's the whole, I'm, the kids just don't do anything for me. I don't, I don't care what happens. No. I just want, I, I just want the junkie to OD so he turns and gets shot in the head. The daughter doesn't do jack for me. I'm not, I, no. I don't, I don't care if she goes outside and, and gets, and gets scratched or bit or I just, I, I like, I like the parents and I, I only like the mother. I kind of dig, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike the snow build. I, yes, Vince said in Messenger that, you know, why would, why would the cops not why would a shot to the head not be broadcast so everybody knows, you know, and, and, but I mean, yeah. the whole thing about, you know, the flu and, and whether or not someone's coming into work, um, and realizing that, you know, there was, there were other people like, you know, I can kind of be in my own world. We can be home and there's shit going on outside that we're not paying attention to until like Monday morning, I check the news again and I'm like, Oh crap. Okay. So that happened. So I can absolutely get with a whole neighborhood. Having picnics and barbecues and, and pool parties when like, you know, two blocks over, some dude is coming back to life after getting shot and, mm-hmm. and, and going after other people. And, and I definitely, it, it's the, there's some, there's some weight to that. I, I absolutely, I'm cool with that. Now, I just don't think it's very creatively done. I, I, I there, there are scenes in there that go absolutely nowhere. Like the, the kid. When he's going through detox and he's on the ground, he goes into a seizure and he starts puking and everything. What did that prove? What, what, how did that advance the story in any way? We know the kid's a junkie. We know he's going to go through detox at some point. It, it was basically. Well, it brought his sister like, back into the house. Oh, oh, that's great. Because we get that, to, we get to that, know how, how much of a, of a pain in the ass the brother is and that she's got to clean up his fucking mess. Because yeah, I think we already knew Yeah, we that. did. We did. We did. No, it's just, it's, just, it's not very, 
artfully done. Like I do not mind the slow build, but when when the the end point is in the very title of the store of the show, Fear the Walking Dead. We know it's going to be about zombies. We know where it's going to go. Give us maybe a half hour of build, and then okay, survival mode. Like mm-hmm. the, the, I, I don't care about these people at all. Everything you've given me, except the mother. Everything you give me about all of these characters, completely nonplus. I don't care if any of them. By the way, she died. has become one of those character actresses that I love. She she was in Deadwood. She was in Lost. She was in um, yeah. um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, so it's yeah, she, she's cute. She, she's cute. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, like, she's not like super hot, but she's no, yeah. no, no, no. I wouldn't. Yeah. What was she in but, Lost? She was um, one of the. I don't remember her name, but she was. One of the um, uh, the people that uh, it's been so long since I watched it, I don't remember. It. But like back in the scenes when <laughs> um, when they had them all in the uh, outdoor zoo cages, yeah, she, she was one of the people then. Oh, yeah. So she basically, yeah, brief for like for a season, I think. I feel like she got she got whacked after that. Uh-huh. Uh, this will sum it up. Now, uh, I admit. Z-, uh, Z Nation is not a good oh, show no, no, by no. by any stretch of the imagination. The pilot mm-hmm. and second episode of Z Nation are infinitely more interesting to me mm-hmm. than Fear of the Walking Dead. Not about that, her name the, is uh, Kim Dickens, by the way. The yes, actress. and and she was she was phenomenal in Gone Girl. Yes, she. I mean, and I just I was begging for her to put that damn coffee cup down. I mean, every scene she, she was like Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, where he's got like nachos. She was also in Friday stand. Night Lights, another. Beloved show. Which I still haven't seen. She was on the she show was, or the movie? Or she both. was in the show. She was Matt Saracen, who was the, the back quarterback turned starters, uh, uh, mom. Oh. Okay. So, so yeah, so she was in four episodes of Lost, but over four years. Oh, Cass- Cassidy gosh. Phillips. Shit. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I haven't decided whether I'm going to give it one more episode or not. It's, I'm glad it took like a week. I think there's six episodes. I wonder if they're going to go the um, the Agent Carter route, so that you have you have the Walking Dead coming back in a few weeks, and then mm-hmm. so in October, running until probably sometime in December, and then taking their break until February or March. I wonder if during that break, Fear will come back. And pick up wherever the family is as, um, as the world is still changing. So it'll be, I mean, I, it's not, I'm not watching it because, oh, it's The Walking Dead and, and, and I love everything about this TV show. It's, it, it is there, A, there, there isn't much on, on Sunday nights, but it's a, um, it's, it's not, I'm not pissed off at it. It, It's not like I'm, I'm watching it going, I could be watching other things. I'm, I, I'm I'm more in line with Jason in that regard. Yeah, I, I get Vince's feelings on some things, but mm-hmm. no, I'm I'm uh I'm definitely digging it. I think the well zombie episode of Walking Dead, which is by far my most hated episode of the entire series, I would I would rather watch a well zombie episode every week than watch this this Wow one. man. Yeah, I don't I'm like for T Dogs catch up with the family and then, you know, leave them so he can go join Rick's crew. You'd be cray, yeah. It, it would definitely be an upgrade. Yeah. No, no. It's T-Dog, man. You don't know what you're saying. I like T-Dog <laughs> much more than any of these people. Uh. 
I like Two Dog more than the Sun. I'll give you that. Really? I don't. I, well, I, I wasn't a T Dog fan because Marion was a klutz. And it was just like so, every week you would just people, wait for some him. Some people to, are clumsy. To, uh, He's all thumbs. You know what's absolutely, you know, you know it's like what? Megan Fox. You know, <laughs> but he didn't have, he didn't have his thumb, toes permanently put on his, um, the, uh, one, one of the, uh, well, one, once we're done tonight. And oh, oh, fuck. I absolutely. I don't think we'll ever be done tonight, which is a good I, thing. I, I, I meant to do this, you know, during, during my thank yous at the beginning of the show. I, I have to wish a, well, a happy birthday to my neighbor up the street, but I have to wish a happy birthday to my father. Oh, hills Happy to birthday, the end. Dad. Yeah, so that Look was. At that. So, so hopefully he listened to the whole episode so he could hear that. But it's, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, there's, there's gigantic cake in the Price households. Gigantic. And he is going. He and my stepmother are heading to um, over by Myrtle Beach to see their friends, old friends, because Debbie is her birthday is tomorrow. Well, or now, now it's today because it's midnight. Um, it's just birthday. It is, and like I said, it's like between from Vince to now, and and the next couple of days, it's like winter was cold as shit, man. People had to stay warm, and nine yeah. months later, boom. So my wife's birthday's tomorrow. See, great company. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So hey, Bye. thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for being here with us uh, once again. We would appreciate an iTunes review if you would be so kind. Um, and uh, join us next week if you enjoyed anything you heard this week because we will be waiting for you. And also, uh, don't forget that we are in the Twitters. At least two of us are. <laughs> David, the birthday boy. Well, it's actually not his birthday anymore, so oh, he's screw. But yeah. uh, it's uh, it's okay. at David A. Price, all one word. I am at J. B. Wood, which is J. A. Y. The letter B. Wood. And then the other guy's uh, at Vince Bond. Ooh, thunder. Yes, and I'm 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 forced to explain why my Twitter account is merely a repository for my Facebook links. Yes, okay. as if it as if it mattered to you. It matters to some. What does people want to follow you? They want to get the tweets. Yeah, they want. <sighs> they're all about the tweets. They want to get with that. It's all about the Facebooks. I I I might play with BB8 for a little bit when we're done. You dick! I saw you got that. I was like, damn! I want one of them. I I, I I love Wait, I love buying I love buying my birthday present. Uh, well, Jason saw Oh, BB-8. Oh, Jesus. I thought you were like, talking about, uh, I thought you were talking about, uh, uh, like a, uh, a, a, a gun? A rifle? No, like, I thought you were going to, you were talking about a Blackberry. I'm like, wait, what are you doing messing with a Blackberry? That. No, that, that didn't happen. So. I, I gotta give Abrams props. Design-wise, I'm not saying it's R2-D2. It's not anywhere no, near no, R2-D2. No. But it's in the ballpark. It's adorable. It, it's a pretty smart design. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, um. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for memorable, what you know? What I mean, a ball, a droid that's a ball. That's pretty damn cool. And it's, I mean, the, the memes are going to be endless because you know they see me rolling. It's it's just there are, and and this toy is one of it's. I mean, the cats were uh, Rocket really didn't know what the hell to make of it, but um, Sasha was smacking it and and rubbing it and rubbing head it down. off, and rubbing it down. Oh, no, and it's get a body bag. It's flipping. It's responsive. It. Um, that's good. Yeah, no, your age. Quite, that's good. It's, it is. Yeah. Hey, uh, no pills needed. The the. Uh, but Jesus. it's us. What the hell? Well, that's no. It's it's. Oh, it's is that BBA? Yeah. 
Um, so it's it's. Does it make sounds? Yeah, no. It'll. It, well, right now the head's rolling all over, all over the body. That, that, that's what you hear. So, um, so the head is kind of attached. It's like the head has seizure. rollers on it, but it's attached by a magnet. So this way, it can it can get knocked off. That's oh, how that's they cool. do it. Yes. A magnet. Yes. So it's, it's rolling all. I mean, it's on the base right now, charging, but the head is rolling all over it, and uh, and, and it's lighting that's- up. It makes the noise. It responds to your voice. Once you set the microphone up to it, it um, mm-hmm. you can tell it to, to go explore or whatever. Um, Dude, she loves you. You know how much that thing was? Yeah, because I was online buying it. Uh, oh, wait a minute. You bought it for yourself? <laughs> no. she. First of all, we had to I, – well, I, I, I said this. We had to go to um, – we went to – we had to go to the Danbury Mall. Because uh, I had to, I had to return some clothes, and I did not know. First of all, I didn't know there were too many Disney stores still left. But the uh, the Disney stores has the <laughs> it's got the uh, <laughs> I know it is it, it they had the big sticker for BBA and all the Star Wars shit. So I'm like, oh snap, there's this Disney store here. And it's ridiculous. I can barely hear you. I'll be. I'm trying to stop it now. Um, the whole. Uh, we walk past the Disney store. We're walking towards the Disney store, mm-hmm. and um, and Renee kind of like nudges me in there, and I'm I'm just it's first time I've been in the Disney store for I don't, I don't know how many years, and right now I'm just looking at all the Marvel Selects figures, and and they have uh, you know they have a Hawkeye with, with two heads, one with sunglasses, one with not. They Gosh. have uh, they have an Ant Man which from, from the movie which looks amazing. They have they have an Ant Man like play set. With a uh, with a large ant, but it doesn't say it's Ooh. Anthony on the box. But it's just mm-hmm. like you know, it's a whole Ant Man playset. Uh, so they, I mean, they're going all buck wild with the Marvel stuff, and it's awesome. And and then I'm walking around and I'm looking at all the the Star Wars toys, and everything's cool and great. And um, Renee comes over and hands me the box for BB-8, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I you know, so so they have it. That that that's cool. And so she she says, "Well, yeah, I was I was following the employee around because they're only putting out a few at a time." And mm-hmm. I open up the box and it's empty. I'm like, all right, so it's the display box. So I bring it up to the register and and you know and, that, and that's when they sold me one. But yeah, I was she was still walking around the store and I was waiting online to uh, to buy my birthday present. And then she quickly takes it from me and says, "You'll get it next Wednesday." But she gave it to me Monday because we were off Monday and I had time to play with it. Dude, one fifty. Yes, and Amazon, Amazon was sold out when we got home Friday night, because inside the same mall was a Brookstone. The employee at Brookstone, who still had some in stock, he was playing with it. He was, you know, BB-8 was flying through the hallway outside the store. Uh, the, um, but Amazon, we got home, and I wanted, you know, see, I want Mike McCone. I, I, I was flipping through Instagram. I think he got like five on Friday. What? Yes. Wow. I, maybe his family's going to do racing. I don't know. But so he's he's got a bunch. Or at least he's got a bunch of boxes. And uh, oh, those commissions, California talks people in again. <laughs> see, that must be it. So the uh, and and then uh, I I was looking. You know, I was just trying to see reviews and stuff and see how much fun people are having with it. And Amazon was like, "Sold out." We'll send you an email when they're back in. And I was like, "Damn!" I mean, it's not it's even like deuces. Not even twenty four hours, and and shit's gone. So I don't know. Flipping. Who has uh, 
This is, I mean, this this was the closest Disney store to me, and I, I really wasn't expecting it. So it, it's, but it's, it's the coolest. So you thing. took it to the register. No, no, no. I was not. I was, of all the things for her to get me this year, it was oh, this yeah. wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, that's the one thing I would get too. I, I like that a lot. And you got one. You're amazing. She's amazing. We're amazing. We're eleven. So this way, Hobbs can smack it and break it. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. Happy birthday to my beloved David A. Happy, Price. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. And uh, as always, we'll see. We'll he- you will hear us next week, should you choose to do so. Say good night, birthday boy, David. Good night, birthday boy, David. It's like a minor bird. I think it was Amazing. a little long this time, but. Nah, give it to him. He's his birthday. It's not anymore. It was his birthday. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't do the good night right, so yeah. Jason can give me shit if he wants. Slap Yeah, I should, I see, I, I'm, I'm very lenient with you. And join uh, us uh, in a month for New York Comic Con. Yay! Less than a month, you guys will be at my house chilling next to my fire pit. We'll be drinking some drinks, a little pregame. In the great room. Playing no, magic. no, 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 no. Down in the, by the pool at the fire oh. pit. Oh, nice. And then Plus inside, we'll watch some, uh, we can watch some more TV. We had a blast that fuck. The uh and then uh I'll bring the drinks. I'll bring the uh I'll bring the whiskey. I'll bring the cards. And the scotch and the uh and the rye. Bye. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Mendel Rivers to eat hog maws confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner. The revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on reports from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he had been saving for just the right occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so goddamn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally screwed Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of hairy-armed women liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. 
The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keys, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, or Engelbert Humperdinck. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised. Will not be televised. Not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.